Hello, guys and girls. Welcome to episode 115 of the F Reality Podcast. This is a weekly VR, AR, and MR talk show live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook, and on Twitch. You can also catch the show live in VR using big screen TV. The show goes live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, 12 midday in Central US. You can also check out the audio version, which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and on Spotify. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback during the show, please put them in the chat. We'll try to answer as many questions as we can. Now it's time for me to introduce you to the team. First up, this guy's back in VR from his holiday in the real world, refreshed and recharged. It's my Frisian friend. It's, of course, Nathy. How you doing, dude? You all right? Feels like 84 years to me. It does. You've aged. Yeah. I know, right? It's Can very you see specific, it? like 84, not 85, not 90, no. 100, no. 84. It's, uh, it's been, it, it feels like a while. So I've been on holiday for a week in Bali. And then when I came back, I was in Amsterdam for VR days. So yeah, it, it, it feels like, like things went super fast. So you but still have... also slow in, at the same time because I haven't been on this show. So you had a nice break and then you got straight back into work again with VR days. Yeah, I, I challenged myself. Uh, so yeah, it was yeah. fun. I tried all kinds of stuff, you know, the Vario, uh, the, the new Pimax, uh, a treadmill. I bounced uh, up and down on a uh, unicorn and some other stuff. But I will talk about that next week. So uh, stay tuned. But it's going to be very juicy. You know, the Vario is one of the best VR headsets on the planet right now. It's It's pretty impressive. So it's going to be uh, super fun. Yeah, definitely looking forward to hearing your hands-on experience with those headsets. So yeah, like you said, we're going to be yeah. talking about those in it in its very own topic dedicated to that next week because we've got a stacked show for you this week, um, but I'll get into that in a little bit. Next up, this is the only guy that I know that can turn a friendly gardening robot into an ultimate killing machine that would give the Terminator a run for its money. It's the one and only Rowdy Guy. How you doing, man? You're right. Uh, I'm doing all right. You know, my 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 gardening job is kind of over, uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, but no, I'm 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 doing perfectly fine. I'm I'm now at my parents' place, so if people like see like a little bit of a of a, a change in scenes because I went to visit my parents over the weekend. I haven't seen them in a while, so I thought I'd drop by and uh, bring my laptop and like chase them away because I need to do a podcast right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you might even get a cameo from like Rowdy's dad, which, you've, yeah, which yeah. has happened on previous episodes of the yeah, show. Exactly. This so, time he'll, I told him, make sure that you're still wearing your clothes when you come upstairs. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, so next up, this guy's been protecting his precious. I think he mistook what people meant about getting into Gollum. It's VR streamer, <laughs> SimTalk5. How you doing, dude? You all right? I love your intros, Mike. <laughs> it's like my favorite bit of the show. Oh, man. Yeah, good. Good week. Um, feels uh, feels good. I, I don't know. I just like clocking VR stuff now. It just feels good. There's like way, way too much. I mean, it's a, it's a good week when you're like, oh, uh, push back Asgard's Wrath, which I still haven't played. Uh, they're like, oh, I'll play Stormland. And then my buddy's like, oh, no, can't get into Revive. So we'll do that on Sunday. And then did Gollum instead. So it's like, you know, juggling with these juggernauts is not a bad thing. It's a really good time for VR right now. Yeah, it's a good it's a good problem to have, for yeah, sure. Yeah. For sure. Too too much going on right now, but 
can be a bit overwhelming for us as content creators, but it's a good problem to have for everyone else for sure. Um, So last but by no means least, myself, the host of the show, Mike from Virtual Reality Oasis. We've got a packed show for you today. Some of the highlights include we have a release date for The Climb, which is coming to Oculus Quest. John Carmack steps down as CTO at Oculus to focus on AI. Halo Reach might be getting uh, a virtual reality mod soon uh, from Ray. Yes. Uh, Zim's going to give you the lowdown on the latest releases to look forward to next week. And then finally, we're going to be discussing our hands-on experience with the big hitter this week, and that is, of course, Stormland. But first up, let's find out what everyone's been up to and their highlight of the week this week. And of course, Nathie's Nathie's first. So is there something you want to highlight that you've been up to maybe at VR days um, or something you've played since you've been back? Yeah, sure. I, uh, I was talking about this unicorn, right? Yeah, and, uh, this, I'm intrigued about this. Yeah, please. Yes, tell me more. So, there was this man with a with a small demo at VR days, and uh, I was like, hmm, "This is interesting." And there was a camera crew. They were standing next to his booth because they were looking for someone to try it for as like a, a background to interview him. And and you know, it's nice to to see a product actually getting used while someone is talking about it. So I was like, "Hey, I I can try it if you want." <laughs> So, so I, I put on this, this merch headset, you know, where you slide your phone in. It's pretty much like a, a wearable thing. It's, it's the purple headset. It's like a Google Cardboard, but a fancy yeah. one. Yeah, I think it's called merch. Yeah, um, I know which one you mean. And um, so there was the, like this fluffy unicorn. It was a bouncy, uh, a bouncy ball. You could sit on it. And I had to hold like his, I don't know, like his ears, I think. And I, in, in VR... I was riding a horse, not a unicorn at all. So I don't know what, what was that all about, but hey, okay, <laughs> sure, right? From the outside, it looks funny though, like on a unicorn. Um, and uh, I had to race. So every time I, I bounced up and down, I went faster and faster. And when I jumped with the whole ball, then I would jump over these these uh, obstacles. And he like he he didn't knew me, <laughs> and he said like, hey, don't 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 go so fast. Take it easy because. You know, you can get motion sick. I was like, ah, here you go. Like, I'm going to see if I can beat the score of everyone today. And uh, and then I took it off. And then this camera crew is like in my face. They're like, so what did you think about this? And I was kind of like, this is just like one of the best uh, things I've ever tried. <laughs> and uh, it's like, yeah, would you do it again? So I'm like, yeah, I want this at home. I want to like, where can I buy this? And <laughs> I was just a little sarcastic in that sense. But they... Like the the guy who made it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like super happy that I was like plugging his stuff. And then someone told me that I was from this YouTube channel that he was even happier. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, but it was a, it was an amazing uh, show. Like VR Days is this, you know, B2B place where you have indies showing off some games like uh, uh, VR Giants, for example. It's, it's a great game. I think it's going to come out next year. Um, but also um, all kinds of, you know, new things that people came uh, like that they came up with and mm-hmm. and and that's great to see um and something else i should maybe also talk about is that um i did a talk uh, about um also our like show our podcast i saw uh, that yeah we were like on the big screen mm. um and i was like talking in this theater there were around like i think like two three hundred people Wow. Um, so I was talking about, you know, uh, what is it like to make content on YouTube and, uh, how does it work? Stuff like that. So it was amazing to, you know, uh, get some, some, um, 
time to actually talk about what you know we do mm-hmm. and 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 how we promote VR. So I think that was uh, fun. And I also met one person who's actually watching our podcast. Oh wow! And he uh, it was cool that he brought his dad to VR days. I think he was eighty two. And he said, like, yeah, yeah, I have a quest and uh, we play Wreck of Fury together. So they were actually oh, also playing uh, to because they were living far away from each other. So they used the quest to communicate. Awesome. So that proves that you can never be too old for a quest. Maybe you need some help to get in there. But uh, yeah, that's, that's so, so freaking awesome. <laughs> that kills me a little bit because I've honestly, my parents are not gamer people. And because my dad's in Ireland and we kind of see eye to eye on quite a bit, um, I've always had this dream that like, because he was a big tennis player, it was like, Racket Fury, let's play together. So you just told me the story of like someone else enjoying the thing that I wish I had. <laughs> oh, man. That's yeah. so nice, though. That's so that's so cool, and especially yeah. to meet people that that have listened to the show and enjoyed the yes. show as well. At, at VR Days is is really nice as well. But definitely looking forward to hearing more about your experience at VR Days on next week's mm. show. Uh, I already can... gave you the best scoop about the unicorn. Well, so you know, it, 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 I, I saw the video and it kind of looked like you were de- humping like a dad unicorn or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, it, that's true. It, 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 it wasn't willing. It was like just laying there. Like, yeah, no, it looked. When will it stop? When will it stop? I want to shout at my screen and go like stop. But Nate, it's already dead. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the only thing that would have made it better if you was wearing your unicorn outfit that you have. Oh you know? yes, unicornception. Yeah, no, yeah. no, I, I get wh- where you're going <laughs> with this. Not over the top at all, my <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's a cool little experience. So um, let's pass it over to uh, Rowdy next and find out what your sort of highlight of the week has been this week. Then, dude. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I, I'm I'm sure that we're going to talk about Stormlands a little bit later on as well, so definitely. I'm not going to mention that uh, right now, but I, I definitely played a lot of that. Uh, but then also I jumped back into Asgard's Wrath, and I actually got now to the first, like, big boss fight, uh, mm-hmm. where you had, like, uh, you had to, like, take on a god in your god form. Um, and I think that was just an, an epic experience. I'm not going to spoil anything about, like, the experience itself, mm-hmm. um, but I, I, I do feel like that they've done... Uh, a whole lot of that part right which i didn't expect to be so so cool just the mm-hmm. mechanics of how it plays out um there's actually like you have smaller boss fights where you fight them as a human and you have the big boss fights where you fight them as a god um and i i think that both of them are are very very well done and they can actually get quite hard as well especially the the human boss fights because I didn't manage to, ch- to to pick up that shield that everyone was raving about. So I, I had to play the entire campaign without a shield, uh, which was kind of hard. Um, but all in all, I think that that game is really... I mean, I've sunk now maybe four to six hours in it, I think, in total. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, in terms of general gameplay, not like the, the bits that I record. Uh, but it's a uh, it's a very very solid title still, and with the you know with the patches and like the updates that they're doing now to to iron out like the, the bugs that are still in there, I think it's uh, it's becoming an even better experience. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And interestingly, I saw some of your gameplay clips, like the funny clips you had made, uh, particularly fighting the the sort of mini boss with the two heads, mm-hmm. and that's actually where I'm stuck right now. I can't actually beat him. Yeah, that's kind it, of where it's I last very left hard. it. Also because. Uh, uh, the way you need to beat him is not being told to you. So exactly. you, you fight him, but the way you need to beat him is, is kind of you need to figure it out to yourself. And it took me like, a, a, I think, six or seven tries up until I figured out what I actually had to do, yeah. uh, especially because your companions go like, yay, he's beaten. It's like, oh, yay. And all of a sudden he stands up and like beats me to the ground. I'm like, you said he was beaten. Why did mm-hmm. you say? Um, but yeah. 
it's 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 a fun game. But also, by the way, like I didn't get that shield that you're talking about either, so I have no idea. Um, yeah. like what it's that's a side about. quest apparently that you need to do in order to get the shield because yeah. like that's one of the things that I didn't really like about my gameplay because the first shield you get uh, they go like oh this is from like this legendary warrior and you can like uh, it was called the unbreakable or something like that or the wall of I don't know what it is and I got that shield and literally like three enemies later that shield went like yeah exactly like, Oh crap! I just destroyed this shield, and I was like from this like highly important person. Um, but yeah, that, it, it is a side quest where you actually get like that unbreakable shield. So right, noted. Maybe I have to go back and and, and go and get that before <laughs> facing off with this dude again because he totally kicked my uh, my my butt a few times. Um, but yeah, awesome man. I'm definitely hyped for jumping back into Asgard's Wrath as yeah, well. Yeah, you should, so. especially because uh, the big boss fight that comes after the little boss fight. It's um, it's very intense and it's very well done. Like very, cool. very well done. Cool. Nice. Now you got me excited to go back. Um, okay. What about you then, Zim? What you been up to this week, dude? Uh, t- I'll mention two things because they're they're both kind of quick. Well, the quick one is uh, last Sunday we did a, a race in the set of course, and that game just holds up so well. And um, one of the things that I've noticed is that like the with my hardware not changing, whatever they're doing with um, uh, the Rift itself. The game is sl- slowly performing better and better, and I'm sure that's because of tuning that they're doing to make the processing that's necessary for VR more and more and more lightweight. Um, I had that about a year ago, where I was very surprised at a, what a like a 1060 and stuff like that could do, or even a it was a, a 570. I could I could run the Rift on pretty comfortably, and I was like, wow, that's pretty low tech. So I had a great couple of races, and now I'm fired back, and I'm like, I'm definitely going back into Dirt Rally at some point soon because. They've released uh, some new content as well. Uh, but I guess the highlight of the week that's most notable is Gollum because it kind of came out of nowhere. I know we mentioned it last week that it was launching, but it's like there wasn't much fanfare in advance of this after like a nearly five-year wait for the title to drop. And um, Five-year wait. Yeah. It's, it's just it's just it's insane to think that like this game has had – yeah, almost, it feels like almost no media coverage up to the point that it's then available. Mm-hmm. That was the, the number one comment I was getting while streaming. It was like, <laughs> shit, this is out? Like, <laughs> what? No one told me. And um, I, like, to give my impressions of the game, it's, it, they made some, um, first off, like the first kind of hour and a half, which I got through, was 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 pretty solid. It's kind of a slower moving game. So if you like games like, like I was a big fan of a, a 2D game called Dear Esther which is basically a walking simulator. You walk around some pretty rooms and stuff. It's two hours long at the end. You're like, okay, that was just visual poetry. If you don't mind that kind of thing, then the first part of Gollum, uh, I think you're going to be totally grand with. It's not that slow, but um, they borrow from a few other titles. And I think the most weird aspect of the game is the fact that, you know, I don't know who decided that this was a good idea, but their kind of imaginative movement system is basically you're standing on a Segway. Uh, now it's done well. I did it standing. You're supposed to do it seated, but like you basically hold the controller, um, you're holding down a button and you lean forward like ever so slightly. It's very subtle. Um, and it actually cautions if you're leaning too far forward, cause I guess they don't want you toppling over while you're playing. And that's only one of like three movement methods. You can use a joystick, uh, on a, on a game pad if you want as well. This is a PlayStation VR title for those who don't know Gollum. And, um, the whole concept of the game is really cool. So you basically control a big stone golem 
uh, through basically a, a kind of a pseudo magic virtual reality headset. So you you know you can control a little doll, you can control a big golem. It's this kind of uh, out of body experience. But the thing that really struck me was like a couple of things. Like the introduction was really really strong. Uh, it actually kind of took my breath away, and I that doesn't usually happen on PlayStation graphics where it's like shit. That's really cool. Like. I won't say anything about the opening, but the uh, opening we definitely... Have, um, we have Water UK in the chat saying it was an hour before he killed anything. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not... You know, this is the thing, like, there's a lot of story at the forefront, but I like that. I like I like the character. I think you'd like it, Ratty, because the characters are super strong and interesting. Um, mm. The animations in terms of the facial animations, the you know, the body's moving around. Uh, one girl's hair is like dreadlocks, and... Having grown up in the grown up in the Caribbean, like the dreadlock animation. I mean, this is a silly little detail, but like they got dreadlocks right. It's not easy to animate dreadlocks, is my opinion. But um, so all that stuff coupled together, like I was pretty happy with the game until a hearty veteran of VR of the various movement types found himself feeling quite ill um, about an hour twenty, hour thirty in the game because of that movement mechanism and. Mm -hmm. The combat gets a little bit like um, after the fall. Mm -hmm. uh, sorry, until you fall. And um, uh, I think the game is weakening uh, an hour and a half in. And I'm going to play more of it because it's intriguing to me and the story's good. But mm. I kind of feel like it's kind of gone like from here to like starting to go, go downhill now. And I, if it doesn't but, recover, yeah, it'll be a tough one yeah, to recommend a 35 quid. As you said, like the first hour, that's what they started with when they were, you know, like fully focusing on making this game. And it has been delayed so many times. That's what you see a lot with games that didn't come out the, at, at launch. Like exactly. this was like a, a launch title for PSVR that uh, they just had to finish it to a mm. certain degree. So the, yeah. the the more you play the... How the, far have you have you played it then? No, I, I, I want to play it. I'm right. very curious. I, I kind of want to learn from from this game in terms of like, okay, what, what happens when you, let's say, delay a game so many times? Because yeah. usually when you delay a game so many times, it's not gonna live up to the standard anymore. I think there is like mm -hmm. this quote from Miyamoto, I don't know, uh, but he, he's saying something like, mm -hmm. you know, if, if it's a delayed game, then it could be a bad game forever. But in this case, you kind of, you get the vibes like, hmm, there is something up with this game. Why has it been delayed so many times? Because there was Why something is it so going quiet? on. Why is it? Yeah, then, and I actually would say that that's what my inner <clears throat> my inner child is now singing to me. It's kind of saying, "Warning, warning!" But I actually think that, and I really hope that they, they can, you know, week one patch in the Skyrim mm. movement mechanism mm. because, like, holding yeah. a button and going forward at a, a uniform pace um, is comfortable, and it's worked in other titles. This kind of idea of the segue motion where it's analog movement, right? I think is, is what gets your stomach. And um, I, I don't know why, because it makes playing through an otherwise quite pretty mm -hmm. title with some decent bits uh, a little bit of a chore. And that's the part that I, I the, hope they the, just listen to. The, the movement you, you're describing is something like when this game was supposed to come out, they were still experimenting with different locomotion mm -hmm. uh, options. So it, it kind of makes sense that this is what you get. Um, but it, it seems like it didn't catch up with time. Yeah, one, one, other, one other point is the demo I played at PAX, which when I played it at PAX, it was kind of like just two segments carved out of the game. I've mm. now played over both of those segments, and it's like, oh, that's how it all makes sense. So the demo really didn't do a good job of telling you what the whole game was about, um, mm. and those segments are about the same quality. Now, I have noticed up to where I am now, 
And this is surprising for a PSVR, especially through Sony's quality assessment at an hour and a half. I'm getting graphical artifacts only appearing like in the right eye. You know that like if um, there's shadows and it only appears in one eye instead of mm-hmm. both, mm-hmm. it's like that. Some kind of ray tracing problem um, for for shadows that are being portrayed in the game. So aside from the problems, I've actually had a very positive experience with the game up to this point. I just feel like I'm on a slippery slope, but I feel like it's probably mm-hmm. not going to get better. I think because I've heard the combat is quite difficult coupled with the movement system and the kind of sensitivity. I tried to put my wife into it. She didn't even last three minutes before she was feeling sim sick. That's how wow. aggressive the system is. Also, really quickly in between, uh, apparently there are some problems over at big screen with the stream not going through, uh, but uh, we do not have any control over that. I just wanted to let the people uh, in the chat know that since uh, mm-hmm. the Twitch stream is up and normally I believe that uh, big screen is taking the stream from there. So uh, yeah. there's nothing we can do about that, unfortunately. Okay. Good well, shout, good shout. Thanks anyways, uh, we do have some people who played games as well in the chat. We have Wado UK. He played many hours of a VR this week. He played Stormland, GTA 5, Red Dead in Farpex, Brave Soul, Borderlands 2, X-Plane 11, and Asgard's Wrath. Oh, yeah. Wow. He played a all nice of that stuff. Wow. The heavy, heavyweight game. You, you know the man. He never stops. He never gives up, you know? That's true. Um, and then we have uh, Angel 3. Uh, he only played uh, uh, Pistol Whip briefly, and he got to work on his skills. And then Dave the Psycho. <laughs> had a good rundown with games this week we played uh, Pistol Whip as well he loves the soundtracks on it I think they're great uh, Last Labyrinth he says that it's overpriced in his opinion uh, and The Curious Tale of the Stolen Pets another great title from Fast Travel Games yeah they have been on a on a roll gotta got catch little, them all got a little stolen pet here yeah. right now I, I got one no, no, no. squirrel it, it's funny that they sent like different animals to everybody. That's really smart, yeah. by the way. From a marketing perspective, don't send everyone the same stuff. Like send them different yeah. bits. That's that's an awesome little. What, what's he named? You gotta so have a name. So I put him out on Twitter, on Twitter, and said like, what should I call him? And Andreas Juliusen, obviously the lead developer from Fast Travel Games, said I should call him Spike because he's like a spiky triceratops ah. and kind of rhymes with Mike. So this is Mike and Spike. I said Trike. I'm a little bit disappointed you didn't go with my. Uh... Yeah, it was a rubbish suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's oh. one game there that's mentioned by Dave, I just have to mention, which is Tokyo Chronos, which is like a very, very, very long uh, a- animated anime VR kind of experience. And um, mm-hmm. yeah. Dave, I've seen you here week after week. So uh, thanks for ke- continuing to watch the show. But you're a better man than I. I tried my best with that game. And man... Two and a half hours in, I think my soul left my body. So uh, <laughs> if, if you're into that kind of stuff, uh, definitely Dave seems to be the kind of dude to be able to, to give you a, a you know positive, uh, yeah. well-balanced review on those games. But yeah, Tokyo Chronos is a, that's a tough one for me. I'm glad that games like that are finding their audience somewhere. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Every game always has an audience. Yeah. Um, so yeah. we have two more. We have sure. Meatball Saucy. He played a few missions in the Star Trek Bridge Crew during the week. Mm. And last night... He played Stormland with his son. He said Stormlands, actually. Stormlands. <laughs> you know that yeah. one? <laughs> so, uh, hey, but playing Stormland with your son, it's the best uh, thing ever. I mean, I don't I don't have kids, but if I if I was playing Stormland with my kid, I'm like, that's, that's some good stuff. That and then we have Brian Foster, who also played Stormland and Mike's favorite game at this moment, Jedi Fallen Order. Ooh, oh, how does he know? How does he know? 
Nice. I have been. Uh, I've been enjoy- enjoying it very much. Um, but it's <laughs> a pancake should, game. We should hey, so hey, this is not a VR, guilty section, I? right? We should have a guilty section at like, yeah. the end of the podcast, which is like, yeah. what's the 2D stuff you played this week? Yeah, well, uh, especially after Rowdy did his favorite game last week, his Control. So yeah, yeah, I, don't yeah. wanna, I don't want to talk about a pancake well, game. It's going to devolve. Like This is going to devolve yes. so quickly. Yeah. We gotta... Yes, plus PD is watching too. And you know what happens oh, yeah. if you talk about <laughs> pancake stuff when PD is around. Don't want to upset him. No, definitely not. Um, so the highlight of my week, um, something that I want to talk about, is Wolves in the Walls. Uh, and this was recommended by Zim on last week's show. Um, and I think he was like dead on the money with this one. Like really, really great experience. Um, so let me sort of explain what it is. It's a, it's a cinematic story. Um, it's made by Fable Studio along with Oculus Studios. And it's about what, just over half an hour long, would you say? Yeah, 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 yeah. 40 minutes is what it took me. Yeah, so you take the role of an imaginary friend of an eight-year-old girl called Lucy um, who believes there's wolves in the walls. And I won't give it any more away than that, Um, but it's kind of got this quality to it that's akin to like a Pixar film, Um, but you're you're in it, you're a part of it. And you Mm. you also actually have an active role to play. You're not just a a bystander that's watching this all play out. but they 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 did some really clever things in this experience that I've never seen in VR yep. in anything else before. Yep. Um, and uh, you know things like just to give a small example, like there's a section where she takes your hand and she pulls you through the scenes, uh, and you travel through the scenes mm. holding a hand. And it doesn't make you motion sick. It's just a very great transition from one scene to the next, uh, and it's just handled really really well. It feels human. This is the thing I meant last mm. week. I said there was like this extra spice and sometimes you don't know what it is. Like they nail something and you're like, this is mm. slightly better. It's like I had cheesecake and then I had the better cheesecake. And for some reason, there's some ingredient in there that they worked out and that better cheesecake just wins it by 20%. And that's what I yep. feel in this title. It's just like, you can't ignore something like this. So play it, please. Mm. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I was just going to say, you know, if, if you love VR or, or if, even if you're a developer working on a VR title, you really owe it to yourself to check this out. Uh, because I'm sure, you know, if you're just a consumer, you're going to be impressed with it. But if you're a developer, it may inspire you uh, to implement maybe some of these clever little mechanics uh, in a project that you're working on. Um, mm. But when you experience like something like this, it really sort of makes you understand how VR can shape immersive cinema in the future. And this is something that Kent Bai was talking about a lot when he was on the show, like, you know, immersive cinema in VR and how magical it is. And now having played this, I'm even more excited for getting more content like this next week with Tender Claws with the Under Presents, which I'm sure we're going to announce in the releases. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because after Kent Bai tried it, he was really praising it on the show. And, And now I just can't wait to check it out myself. Um, but yeah, you know, there, there's no reason not to try out Wolves in the Wall. It's it's free on the Oculus Store for Rift and Rift S. And um, it actually earned a Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Innovation in Interactive Media. So don't take just our word on the fact that it's great. Other people have thought it's great as well. I love so, your uh, shout out for devs there, Mike. That's I just, I just want to say that because I think that's really important for us, actually, um, to all think about that in future. Because like one of the things that we we talked about probably off show was that oftentimes you find developers don't play a lot of games and it's kind of, yeah. it's fair, right? Like if it's like if you're a computer scientist and you're typing away in the lab or whatever, you go home, you're probably not going to do the same thing because you got to rest, right? Um, yep. And and so that makes total sense. Um, but for us, like, and something I'm going to definitely note in future is like, what are the bits that 
someone did right. Like again, a movement mechanic, something portrayed, something that made us feel closer and more interactive in the scene like this one. But that's not that's not kind of a, a slant that, that we've really focused on, I think, uh, over the mm-hmm. last couple of years. And I think it's a really important one to call out. So Yeah, good definitely. I, I think it's a good idea, yeah, and for the future. Uh, just one last thing about Wolves in the Walls is that I would recommend watching it or experiencing it in a swivel chair as there's a lot of things going on around you in 360. So if oh, you can yeah. rotate easily in a chair, it's going to make it a much more do enjoyable you, experience. Do you have any recommendations for a swivel chair? <laughs> no. <laughs> In before no. swivel chair video from Mike. Yeah. No? Yeah. You sure? Okay. No. No. Can you imagine little, his loft little, like filled with swivel chairs of like all the vari- various types? It's a little in-house joke from Nate. Sorry. He's like he's Sorry dig- about he's, that. Dig- he's digging at me. He's digging at me. It's it's because I said that he was a it, he behaves like a child that's drunk three Red Bulls on last week's show. That's what <laughs> he's he's getting little digs in at me. That's what he's doing. Yeah, I'm I'm Bless finally him. back from you know mixer is gone. I'm finally back on this show. It's time to get Mike back. You know, with the, all the jokes he made about me, he trolled me too much. The the mixer one was the best. The yeah, mixer no, one was I know. But I, I gotta know. say, he came back in style. I mean, I love his Katy Perry jacket. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh yeah, and 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 Zim was like, "Hey, maybe Nathy burned himself, you know, in the sun." And actually, if you look at my hands, you see this. He, he oh did. wow! Oh shit! <laughs> you actually did. I, I was gonna yeah. say, like face wise, I was like, "This guy, he doesn't, yeah, I, he doesn't have an ounce of tan on him." But yeah, those hands. Show us again. Go on, go on. Wow. Audio That's listeners, legit. it looks like Nathy put. Uh, he covered every part of his body except for like a round circle on the both of the outside of his hands and decided to tan those to like, you know, 380 degrees in the oven. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's so, it. Um, so before we get into the news this week, we have a reason to celebrate. And that's because this very fine podcast hit 3,000 subscribers on YouTube this week. So congratulations, mm, guys. And to everyone following. Nice. Yeah, no, awesome. yeah. fantastic. I- I just wanted to thank everyone that watches the show live on YouTube uh, who come and join us in the chat as well and get involved in the discussion. It's so awesome being able to interact with you all, you know, every week, ask you what you've been playing, and you know, allow you to ask us some questions as well, like we did on last week's show, which was really fun, by the way. And of course, I want to thank everyone else that supports us by watching the show on big screen. Sadly, obviously, it's not working this week, but who usually watch the show with us uh, in big screen. And for those yeah. that listen to the audio version as well, we uh, re- appreciate every single one of you and uh, we'll continue delivering the best podcast yeah. we possibly can. Uh, if you have any feedback, by the way, or if you want to send us a question, maybe that we can read out during the show, uh, mm. send it via email. You can contact us at contact at reality, f, contact at freality.tv. That's our I email think uh, we're actually one of the biggest podcasts now in, in, in the VR industry uh, on, yep. uh, on the YouTube platform for sure. And, and that's, that's a huge honor. Yeah. Definitely uh, that focuses on gaming as a main sort of sort of thread. You know, obviously Kent has a, a legit podcast as well, who was on the previous episode of the yeah. show. But it's more about the philosophy behind the you know VR as a medium uh, and and the business side of things. But um, yeah, definitely, I, I'm I'm super happy how the how the show has gone so far. So uh, we'll continue delivering the show as long as you guys and girls keep watching and listening to it. So thanks again for the three hundred three thousand K. Wait, three thousand K. No, not quite. That's, a, that's three, three, but three hundred thousand. We're not there three hundred thousand. Correction. <laughs> three thousand and ten subscribers. <laughs> three hundred thousand, ten million. Th- those tens should not be forgotten. Those ten above the three thousand. Yeah, but YouTube doesn't show them anymore. So, 
No, no but I could see it. I could see it. So those other 10 people, Mike didn't say, you know, thank you to you, but special <laughs> thanks. The three to of you. us care. The three of us care. He's just <laughs> cold hearted. That's okay. true. Yeah. That's there, true. You go. there you go. So the first bit of news this week is interesting as we were literally talking about this game on last week's show. And that is the climb on Oculus Quest. Because on last week's show, we were talking about Climby being released on SideQuest. And since then, we've heard that it's very popular, actually, with on SideQuest, with the SideQuesting community, and it's doing very well on that platform. Uh, and we were kind of asking the question on last week's show, like, whatever happened to the Climb? You know, it was announced a year ago, Oculus Connect 5, and we hadn't yeah. heard anything about it since then. Well, lo and behold, this week, the team at Crytek posted on their Facebook page an image of the Climb with the quest, with the words coming soon. And shortly after that, a brand new trailer for the climb on Oculus Quest released, showing how the game will actually look on the standalone headset. And I have to say, it looks pretty great, right? Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. So like uh, washed actually... out textures. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <That's> like... <laughs> <laughs> for a quest game, like we're playing the trailer right now. So, so if, you, if you're watching this, you'll be able to see it. But I guess I guess a lot of this time that they've been spending is probably optimizing the game and squeezing all the possible performance they can out of the Quest's mm. Snapdragon processor, a bit like what the devs did with, yeah. with Red Matter to try and make it as best looking as they possibly can. Um, but if you're not familiar with the climb, like, you know, if you only just got into VR now on the Quest, your first VR headset, you kind of missed the climb because it was like a launch title for the original Rift. Yeah. You know, mm. uh, the climb launched and the, the touch controllers hadn't even released then like you had to play it with an xbox one controller (laughs) and it was one of the first like really great games that wasn't like a simulator because you know uh was it e valkyrie kind of launched at the time dirt rally and and for me at the time like i used to get quite motion sick so i couldn't handle those games so Hmm. the climb was one of those kind of games i ended up playing quite a bit Uh, yeah i thought it was pretty pretty good with a controller Um, yeah it was it wasn't bad and i think as well like the climb is deceivingly hard like it's actually way more challenging mm. than it looks, and uh, yeah, it's yeah. a proper climbing game, right? Yeah, I mean, even the mechanics that they're using with like you know, like you need to like chalk your hands in order to get some more yeah. grip and stuff like that. So, I mean, mm. it is a like if you're into climbing, I think that's like a really cool game to play. Yeah, yeah. especially because it has these 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 unknown events from time to time where you gotta react fast and think about where you wanna go, uh, otherwise you just simply die. And mm. and the ghosting, I thought the ghosting mode was amazing, where you could challenge uh, yourself by just constantly, you know, uh, speeding up your um, well, your climbing on your time. And 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 similarly, yeah. so um, the idea of racing a friend in mm. real time is something that I really yes. want to I want to do. It. So yeah, if that's the feature that they've shown, because I I don't I I kind of played it early on. They released some other features, and I never got a chance to play with a friend. I thought that at the time it was only ghosting, like you're you're racing your friend's ghost. But I think now it's real time, as as far as I can tell from the trailer and what I've read, real time racing against friends in the quest, which would be great because already Quest is a fantastic sure? platform for. I, I don't think it's real time. I think it is just like a time, and, it. and it shows shows like, their route. Well, yeah. talk, talking about the climb on Quest. As far as I know, it's just the same content as well. It's not that they added anything new to it. Mm-hmm. Although, what I do want to say is that if they can pull off this, then please, Robinson the Journey on Quest. That would be good. That would be good. Yeah. 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 Just to quickly sort of describe like the, the, the climbing mechanics in this game, if you're not familiar with it. like You actually have to grip the trigger, but like at a half pull, because... 
the more you pull on the triggers, which the is your energy. grip, your your stamina reduces, which is represented on your sort of wristband. <gasps> and then when you when that depletes, you basically your hand lets go automatically and you fall. And like Nathy says, you die. So basically, you've kind of got to balance your mm. grip by half pulling the trigger, which is quite hard to do when you're in a stressful situation. <laughs> it, it is, uh, and you think you're going to fall. I think so. So although a game like this. Uh, I was just thinking about it. This is the kind of game that would really not work. I don't think there's a revive for HTC Cosmos, but it wouldn't work because they've got a digital trigger for grip, right? Um, yeah, uh, quite. Po- although I think they use the triggers. They use the they use the actual trigger button. They don't use the grip for some reason. Uh, I don't know yeah, why. I forgot they got um, smattering yeah. of buttons. So okay. you, you probably could play it on revive with uh, the index or, or whatever headset. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's a really fun game, and I think people are going to be very excited for it. Um, the game is coming out on Quest on the third of December, so not long to wait now either. No, um, no word on whether it's going to be crossed by just yet, though. So yeah, it's, we'll it's very interesting that this just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. I don't think it's true that they have been working on it all time, mm-hmm. because they also had other games to you know uh, work on. And I heard that Crytek as a company became a lot smaller. Uh, okay, for the um, last few. I hope years. they do cross by, and only because the first game was bloody expensive. It was like fifty quid or something. I remember it was not a it cheap was buy. Yeah. Um, and it's fair, you know, for what you were getting at the time. I mean, it's it's a really good game, and yeah. I think a lot of people well, didn't play it through to conclusion. And as as uh, I don't know if Mike or Rowdy said it, but it gets mm. hard later. Like some of the oh, later yeah. stages in that game are like real heart pumping. Love and it. the difficulty, like you can go for the hardest difficulty and not sh- see anymore how much stamina you actually burn, and you just have to hope that you're pulling the trigger in the in the right, you know, part of the. Yeah. But um, I I do wonder, like, what what kind of price should they uh, put on this uh, game on for Quest? I, I would say twenty. 15 20 i think 20 30 bucks is, is a reasonable price for it um but i think you know really it, it was like the highlight of uh, of vr because it was so graphically amazing like mm. the vistas and and, mm. and the detail it, was incredible it came out it came out in the golden age of vr it was for, like 2016 for, for so launch the, basically or essentially oh yeah. close to yeah. it um oh yeah. I, I find this to be one of the most contentious announcements of 2019 though i don't know if you're uh i just think that there was a good question raised on Twitter. I don't remember who posted it, but like it's like, okay, so that's interesting. There's a climbing game dropping on Quest. Um, is this what's holding back all the other climbing games, like climbing and Windlands and stuff? Like, is it yeah. is it a push our IP rather than everyone else's? And if that's the case, I mean, there's some great games like Don't mm. Look Down, um, which mm-hmm. is an indie title. I met yeah. the guys in Boston, played it, loved yeah. that. They, I've played their build. I've played Windlands. Uh, yeah. um, you can now on, you know, as a free demo, you can go play Climby on on uh, SideQuest. Oh, this... It's 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 really strange to see those games get told no and then see this come out. And my only thought can be it's it's protecting their IP, which they poured tons of money into, I'm sure. They did but say why? that they, they, they would... Um... They would look at games to see if there was any reason why it should be released on the store. Because if there's something else that already exists that is better, for example, mm. that was kind of like one of their criteria. So you could be hitting the nail on the head there, but it's definitely a question that we raised on last week's show. I, whether, like this is this? what, like this is what we have also been talking about at Oculus Connect. Like you know what gets approved, what doesn't, and why, and and stuff like that. Bizarre. And and uh, and, and it kind of uh, the store suffers from that especially now like around this this time and i'm like you know windlands is a different genre of a of a of a climbing game totally it's different. not it's not only a climbing game it's much more than that 
and, and that's the same with don't look down. It's not like the climb at all. No. So I, I, I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's fair at all. And it only hurts the store and, and the people that, you know, invested into a quest. Uh, yeah. There can be more. I mean, they also have like three zombie games right now on, on, on the quest, right? There are so, like so many well, genres that have yeah. more than one. There's game. enough appetite there. And the thing is, I think it would drive consumer spending. Uh, I really do. Because like if you're into climbing stuff or you like that body motion, it's like just give me five of those types of games. I mean, we proved it earlier when we were calling out, you know, Tokyo Kronos and games like that. Because that's a very specific genre. And that's on Quest. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. just a, it's a really yeah, odd Oculus, one for me. And I wanted Oculus to make sure people just, were thinking about it. Oculus should, or Facebook in this case should just, you know, offer themselves as like, you know, hey, if you are a developer, you have an awesome game. Like we want to take it and we want to put it on our store instead of like, oh, uh, we have Crytek with the climb. So let's just uh, like, sorry, you can't because, well, mm. because then money makes At the same time, I it. think with the Quest, like uh, they still want to deliver like this like safe, like controlled experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm not saying that that Windlands or, or uh, Don't Look Down or To The Top are not great experience. I think they're great. But I think that um, we don't know the specific reason for why those specific games are not yeah. being taken. We, we think it has to do with locomotion. Have I think you, that is a, a fair assumption. I think that's a yeah, fair no, assumption. No, no, but, you were fallen but, in the climb. It is pretty daunting falling in the climb. Intense. That's what yeah, I'm saying. We don't know if that is actually the well, reason, because there are intense mm-hmm. games, and I mean, we're going to talk about Stormlands later on, but mm-hmm. um, there are I, some I, intense I, mechanics into that I, as well. I, and to be I, fair, I, right? To be fair to Oculus Facebook gatekeepers, have we seen Sony's? quality assurance checklist publicly i don't think so because actually that's intellectual property for the company how do they protect and define what hits their store so uh, to be fair to them i don't think we should necessarily say you have to put that public but i hope that developers it's clear to them because i don't think it has been made clear i totally agree with what rowdy says but the problem i've seen especially this year with the quest coming out is that a lot of developers don't even know why Facebook denied their game. Yeah. So where's the communication at then? If if they don't know, does Facebook then know, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I, and, and I Windlands and those games have great comfort options. So mm. Just, that's all um, I'm going to say. One last thing before we move <laughs> oh. on from the climb. <laughs> you got to put some more. Uh, <laughs> yeah, is sure. that if you're going to play this game, make sure <laughs> that people around you, uh, you know, know what, that you're playing because there is a mechanic in this game where you have to chalk up your hands, where you have to make a specific action with your hand that could look a bit strange to other people around oh. you. <laughs> Can you... Uh, no. No. Do you want to demonstrate here, Mike? No, yeah, because just the, 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 eyes, the show will be demonetized. <laughs> instantly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, just saying. Hmm. Right. That is the climb. Got everyone, got everyone really uh, hyped, you know, riled up, and a little trigger too. A little trigger, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't expecting it <laughs> so, so early on in the show, but you know, always welcome. <laughs> so first, early first on. thing, boom. <laughs> okay, this this might trigger you even more. Oh, um, no. Next up, some good news and some bad news. Oh, no. The good news <laughs> is that this week Oculus CTO John Carmack was awarded with a Lifetime Achievement Award for his work in VR by the VR Awards, which is without question totally deserved. Um, Carmack and his team, you know, they were responsible for a lot of the work and optimization that went into the Quest. So without them, I don't think the Quest would be particularly as good as it is right yeah, now. So His push uh, made mobile happen, to be fair. Like, he it, was the mobile guru. It, exactly, exactly. And he revived my Oculus Go as well that died. Yeah, good man. <laughs> 
We've got to thank him for that as well. Yes. Um, <laughs> the bad news is, literally a day after that, <laughs> Car- Carmack announced that he'll be stepping down as chief technical officer the, at Oculus. The, to the take a more part is though. You tweeted about this, right, Mike? I know, I know. You were like, I I hope he stays forever working on mobile VR. And he's like, nope, I'm done. I'm out of here. It's like I jinxed it. Mike gave him ideas. I jinxed it. I jinxed it. I I tweeted his speech. I said, you know, it was so humble of John to give this little speech. And I hope he never leaves VR. Next day, he leaves VR. It's like, like, what have I done? Um, But yeah, so he's going to be stepping down as chief technical officer at Oculus to take more of a consulting role uh, at Oculus. And this is so he can focus on artificial general intelligence himself. Like he's taking on this monumental task himself and he's going to be working from home more. So uh, although he still is technically still working for Oculus, it's more of a consulting role Mm. than sort of actively being there every day. So who's going to replace him then? Well, Me. Uh, no. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure there's plenty of clever people that he was working with that will still continue his good work. Um, but it is a bit of a sad day, I have to say, because, you know, I think I think Michael Abrash, if I'm not wrong, is the last person standing. standing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Oculus now since, you know, who's there, who's been there since the beginning anyway. Um, but the thing about Carmack is, you know, if you ever watch any of his speech speeches or, or if you watch his acceptance speech, he's always very grounded on his like view of current VR, uh, you know, during his keynotes at Oculus Connect and even during his ex- ex- acceptance speech for the VR award, he, he said that he's often grumpy because he isn't, he isn't satisfied with the pace of progress in VR. So it's always great to sort of see him just talk like that, you know, very sort of grounded in, in a sort of level-headed way uh, yeah. which is really nice so it's gonna, he's, he's gonna, in a, he's of course in a position to do that as well there aren't mm-hmm. that many people that can be yeah. like uh, this is kind of what taking too long. is yeah and, but i kind of yeah. feel like i mean his also one of the things that he talked about was um you know he's kind of like before i get too old i need to do something impactful in, in this corner and i I I can totally understand that because if there was one you know if you had a list of people um, who you would be willing to clone, you know, for the betterment of, of human, <laughs> human, <laughs> human forward progression. I think John Carmack is top of my list. So, you know, he, he's the things he's done. If you, if you haven't checked out the background and I just say maybe Joe Rogan's podcast interview with oh, him, yeah. all the yeah. background that he's done, this guy, aside from being humble and clearly a genius, um, I, I love the fact that the guy's got balls. Like he's like, he's, he's, uh, you know, he's a bit of a, a rules breaker at the same time as being um, this kind of super geek when it comes to this technology. And he also games like, it's just, can you get a better kind of like icon? Can we just get maybe a, a stuffed animal of him that I can just hug at night? Maybe it's like, yeah. like the, like the, some, some people are so eager to learn everything. And mm-hmm. he's one of those people. I also, I also think like, um, I mean, even though he's going to a more consulting role, if you saw him at like Oculus Connects, even after his uh, his keynote, he was still helping all of the developers out, testing out games. Like it's, I don't, I think this is far more like a passion for him that it's actually considered for him to mm-hmm. be like work. So I yeah. think even at this, like, you know, at this stage, he'll likely still like, have like some connections to VR or developers that know him that sent him something to try out. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I do see him as like that. He would stay involved in the entire VR scene, maybe not as 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 he used to, but still in a way that would probably be very uh, substantial. I don't yeah. know. So, but more like, his own spare time. 
if you ever watched the keynote from Oculus Connect, like he was actually cut short this year, which you could see he was kind of annoyed about. And they were like, right, we're going to end it there. And he was like, right, you know what? I'm going to carry on this keynote outside in the hallway. <laughs> and it's just like, it's just amazing that, that someone like that would just do that. No one else would do that. So no, I, this, I love the guy. It, it's a real shame. But This this man also invented the queue lines at Oculus Connect where developers are waiting to present their demo to him. And he's just yeah. checking them all out. He should he start a YouTube channel. He should. He should. Reviewing uh, VR content. So, so in the chat, Dave the Psycho says, he's a real homie. Yeah. Yes, yeah, he was. He was a real homie but in the VR space. There's a but here, right? <laughs> Mike's like, good news, bad news, right? There's there, there's the good, the bad, and the ugly. So the good, right? We already said, ah, Ward, no, bad, leaving, right? Ugly, mm-hmm. Skynet. Yeah, like he's yeah. he's working on standalone artificial intelligence. If anyone's going to destroy the world, that's going to be Carmack. I mean, he made the Cacodemon in Doom and 3D rendered. Like, you know where we're going, right? This is not a happy ride. But Zim, like, listen, Zim, listen. We have Skynet, but then we also have John Carmack robots running around. So it's coming. <laughs> I'm telling you, sky's falling. You can have your personal John Carmack at home. <laughs> what well, have you seen, Millennium Man? It doesn't. It doesn't turn out well. It doesn't. Oh no! I've They're just gonna bring movie. us doom in real life. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's actually that. That might be true. <laughs> So yeah, although it's sad that he's he's leaving, he's not leaving completely, but I'm sure whatever he goes on to do, he'll, he's going to do some amazing things uh, there as well. He's always welcome at our show as well. Always. Of course. Next up, some news to cheer you back up again after the sad news about John oh. Carmack. Uh, yeah. And this is about VR dev and modder Nibre, who was responsible for the Alien mm. Isolation VR mod, which uh, I know a lot of us were a big mm. was a big fan of. Mm-hmm. Um he teased via Twitter this week that he's been working on a VR mod for Halo Reach, which is uh, pretty awesome. Uh, the, the- Sorry, Mike, help me out here. Halo, Halo Reach is like where in the series? I have no idea. Is that a Rowdy new game, an old game? probably know more than I do yeah. about Halo. Uh, I don't know is if you know. Is Halo Rowdy. Reach like the fourth or fifth yeah. game? Yeah. We'll ask I, the chat because clearly none of I, us uh, <laughs> oh know. Not uh, gamers, not, we just play chess all the time. Yeah. Uh, but Nibre, he posted their clips on Twitter showing head tracking, working in a scene that looks like a multiplayer map with a, an energy sword. And the second clip shows a first person view of a Spartan sitting in the driver's seat of a, like a warthog, which okay. is one of those like badass, like Humvee type uh, vehicles. Um, but according to Road to VR, uh, Nibre's work is being done on uh, a public beta release of the game, uh, which was already out and sort of in the wild for testing. I think the full Halo Reach game will be coming to PC in December. Um, I, I kind of got the impression that, that Rowdy was a big Halo fan. Like, you, you're just a, a general Halo fan, not like a super yeah, like, fan. Yeah, I mean, like, I was a Halo fan because I got an Xbox, uh, like, right. the beginning, the first Xbox. So I played the first Halo and I played the second Halo. And after that, they went to, like, was it Xbox 360 after that? Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah so uh, I, didn't, I didn't have the money to buy one of those as well. So I kind of, like, dropped out there already. Um, mm-hmm. Also in the chat, they're saying that it was... Uh, Halo Reach was before Master Chief, so it's kind of like the prequel because indeed there's like multiple Spartans, uh, so uh-huh. it's like before that. Um, but yeah, I, I was a big Halo fan back in those days, um, also because I think the story, especially in the first one, was was particularly great. I did still follow uh, the third one, um, but I haven't ever since like you know really gotten deep into it. Although I would love to see like another Halo game within a virtual reality. 
better than the one we've seen. I'd like to see a reboot. So, yeah, I'd like to see a <laughs> VR reboot of the original Halo. That's what I want. Oh, yeah. So this mod that this guy's working on, it's single player? Or yeah, is like, it multiplayer? Because you said multiplayers, like you saw some examples that he already made, but that's multiplayer. So it's just it's just my impression that it's in a, a multiplayer map. But obviously Halo okay. Reach is multiplayer as well. So I'd imagine like we would likely get yeah. both. If you can because get Reach the game working. does have a campaign. Yeah, right. story campaign and yeah, multiplayer. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And uh, and this is a mod where you have motion control support as well, or is it like the GTA mod we have seen recently? He hasn't shown that yet, so this is still really early days. He just wanted to kind of tease it out mm. there, um, because as we know, he's still working on the Alien Isolation mod to this very day. Like, uh, it was actually recently featured by uh, Up Is Not Jump. I don't know if you know that YouTube channel. You know, like uh, Alien uh, Isolation yeah, VR yeah, yeah, is a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, he, he did a video about that just recently, which got him a lot of attention. Um, but he's still working on Alien Isolation and, and adding sort of um, full motion controls for VR support. Uh, in there as well. So um, this is obviously a new project for him once he's sort of yeah. reached the end of Alien Isolation. So I, I'm interested to see where this goes because yeah. if he can do as good a job as he did with Alien Isolation with Halo Reach, mm -hmm. then I think a lot of people, especially Halo fans, are going to be really happy with this one. Yeah. And I think the Alien Isolation one also didn't uh, needed any Firefox uh, software. Nope. And that's actually well, good because you need to pay a lot of money for Firefox. That's why the GTA light. one was so... So popular too, but you're like, yay, I finally have a free mod that I can try. The, the yeah. install was really light. Uh, I remember it was, I don't know if it was kilobytes or megabytes, but it was small uh, to be able to get Alien Isolation working. And a lot of people love that. And I think I, I feel bad for Nibre now because Twitter's going to get bombed with like, oh, so you did Alien. Now you're doing Halo. And my favorite game, you're going to do that next. You know, it's like, that's what's going to be the, the, the internet's uh, impression. If this thing lands, you know, X equals X plus one means yeah. your game can uh, be in VR. And obviously, if you do, if you can't wait for this mod, you can always play Halo Recruit, which was uh, yeah. on the Microsoft Store. It's an exclusive, right? It was yeah. terrible. It was so, so bad. It's Remind us, what was bad about it? Everything. It, it, was a, it was a gallery shooter, I think. It was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been like this meme of like on this show of like Halo... Yeah, uh, has been lasting for almost like two years, I think. Even it's though none of us know anything sad. about it, <laughs> we never tried. Did anyone, any of you guys tried it? Tried oh yeah, it? I, I did. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you did. Oh, yeah, you remember you did. Mike is you the one who like said to try it. To try it, and then that's like, right. <laughs> and and Viper tried it as well. Bend it right. after that. We should we should have had Tyrion Wood on the show. He's such a huge yeah, a uh, fan. Halo yeah. fan. Yeah, oh, I think when he it comes out, we shoot. He was actually calling you out, Nathy, for not tagging him in the post. Yeah, I, I, he was angry, <laughs> angry man, angry fanboy man. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah. Bless his heart. So, um, so yeah, if you're a fan of Halo, you've got that to be excited about coming in the future. So make sure you nice. follow Nibre on Twitter uh, for all the latest updates on that. Um, the next bit of news is about Pimax. So if, like me, you originally backed the Pimax 5K or Pimax 8K headsets in a full bundle, and like me, wondering where your controllers and base stations are after almost two years of waiting. <laughs> two years, yeah, it's been yeah. two years. Well, now you can choose to upgrade your pledge. And instead of waiting any longer for the Pimax sword controllers and base stations, you can upgrade to the Valve Index controllers and base stations instead. Now, what? Wait, what? They're, mm -hmm. they're reselling Index? Con what? Yeah, okay. for a price, though. For a price. <laughs> what? So, so normally... To buy the index controllers and base stations, uh, it would cost you $279 for the index controllers and $149 uh, 
dollars for the base station. So that's a total of four hundred and twenty-eight dollars. <laughs> that's a lot of monies. A lot of monies. Pimax are offering to upgrade to the Index bundle controllers and base stations for one hundred and seventy-nine bucks, mm. which I actually think is a pretty good deal. Yeah. I think that's a good deal. Do you still get the Pimax controllers then later as well, or no? No, no you forfeit them. So what did you? pay in terms of the incremental or was that part of the bundle no matter what bundle you chose okay so i if i remember rightly i paid about 700 quid i think for the pimax 8k then i dropped down to the 5k plus so i've got some extra bits coming um and that included the controllers and base stations and now this week i paid the additional 179 bucks to get the index controllers and base stations because you know i've got an index anyway so to have them as a little backup or sell them separately, uh, which I could do and yeah. easily oh. recoup that money back. Um, yeah, okay. I see what you yeah, mean. Yeah. So it kind of undercuts it. I'm, I'm curious though, is there any module or anything needed or is it, it's running on a lighthouse system anyway, right? So yeah, it work. exactly, exactly. And, and the thing is, you know, um, there was many other options out there because what they wanted to do, they wanted uh, backers to upgrade to the brand new headsets, like which are called the the Pimax 8K Plus Vision and the 8K X Vision. Uh, but I wasn't interested in doing that, so I just thought, well, I'll get these controllers now instead of waiting. Okay. But on the, on the other side, like they like as you said, it's been two years, and then they have a new <laughs> offer for you. Okay, I, I think for some it it, it feels feels or sounds a little tricky because you're like they didn't really (laughs) deliver that much after two years and then you put even more money yeah into this company and you don't even know if they're actually no if they're actually gonna gonna give you those controllers you don't know it's like tesla no it's like tesla sending you a car without the wheels and then oh. two two years later saying you can buy our brand new model that's a lot more expensive, but it comes with the wheels this time, so you'll be happy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, so you wouldn't do it. I, um, I found it even stranger that they're selling other per, uh, other companies' controllers. I find yeah. that really strange. Well, since... well, now now on their website, they're offering these brand new headsets, the Vision ones. Um, I think Nathan actually got to try them at VR Days, right? Yeah. Um, so you can tell us a little bit about your experience, but they're actually bundling them with index controllers on their website now. Like, so they, they must have a deal with Valve. Yeah, but is that legal? Like they, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Like, is this even is it even they don't, legal they, to resell a deal with Valve <laughs> in that they way? They, they don't. They don't. They don't work with Valve. Yeah, that's what I like. They don't. This seems dodgy. Mm. Well. well I, <laughs> uh, so so just before we ask Nathan about his, his experience with it, so I I, I bought them. For 179 bucks. So I'll keep you all updated when Mike you arrive. Brave. Mike, you're a very brave man. <laughs> you're a brave man. I, wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't trust them. I'm sorry. It's, I wouldn't. Yeah, it's it's like, you know, the thing is they, they made new headsets. It's like they always forgot about what they promised at the start. Now they uh, let people buy in even deeper into their company. It's like they're... Because yeah. in the end, they can show these numbers of all these people that back two years ago. It's so like, yeah, they also bought the new one in a way. It's weird, though. It's, uh... Isn't it like a it, it, it's like a confidence erosion? Like they're saying our stuff isn't ready yet. Or is it that they're getting pinged with so many people who are like, you've got my money. You've got my <laughs> money. Think, deliver, I, I deliver, deliver. I, I, I do. I do uh, trust them enough uh, uh, on them to deliver a product since they've done that before. Sure. Um I do think that they're gonna send those. I'm not. I'm not doubting if Mike is going to get their knuckle controllers, but I do find it a, a weird decision in selling someone else's controllers because that's basically saying our controllers are not 
good enough at the moment. They're not ready at the moment. We uh-huh. we can't fulfill uh, the promise that we initially promised at in the delivered time frame. Uh, so I, I do mm, I do. It's, it it's seems a, like it's it's, it's a little a, bit of like a like a, let let us try to do this in order to keep the people you know. That oh we're doing something you know we it's a quick solution. We keep them a bit at bay. I think it's reducing yeah. the fire honestly. I think it's firefighting because that's what I'm. Be, what I'm yeah, because because of. because you must have people who are impatient who are like, hang on, you know, and getting uh-huh. irritated yeah. and angry at this point, mm-hmm. you know, directed at their I, customer service. I do think service. that they're gonna deliver on that on that promise on the delivering the the valve knuckles. I'm not doubting that. Don't have a choice. But I do find it a weird decision. Um, I, into selling someone else's controllers. I don't. I don't think the 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 fires that have started, you know, throughout the years have really impacted them in that sense. They have a very loyal fan base, and the people yeah. that backed it seem to have accepted how they work now, and they're part. Uh, the, the, like they're in for the ride. It, mm. it feels like I will be. Uh, Maybe I'm not gonna make any promises yet, but they uh, they offered me to come to their office once again in uh, in January because I will be in China for two weeks. Uh, I might go, um, and then I will definitely ask them about this kind of stuff, and then I can give you well at least their answer on that, and you can do yeah. whatever you want with that. Um, but yeah, you know when I like as Mike said, I tried I tried their new uh, their new uh, headsets. And for me, it felt like, you know, I wasn't that interested in their new stuff because I want you, Pimax in this case, uh, you know, uh, deliver what you promised to your, you know, your backers. And, and, and then you have new stuff again. It's great. You know, it's, it's awesome to see them improving their headsets, but that doesn't take away that you should actually be, you know. Yeah, but at the same time, um, I mean, we need to remember that Pimax is a compared to Valve compared to HC5 compared compared to Oculus is is a smaller company. It's a smaller company that it's delivering a headset, and the only way that they that they can compete with Oculus and with HTC and all of those is to try and stay one step ahead of them. And they they don't have the money or the resources to invest in the R and D that, for example. Uh, Oculus yeah, can that, that's, Facebook money. No, but that, that's you don't a, that's you thing. don't know you don't know they 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 could but you know no, it's cheaper to maybe they can't. How, they how can't do you have, know they can't compete with no they can't compete it's, with it's the not a poor Rowdy, this this Bimax is not a poor company at all. Oh no, but it has nothing to do with money. They are of course not on the Facebook level, but they're but it's the, not like the, they can't. The amount of R and D that Facebook has put in, the, mm. it's just not even a, a matter of money. It's a matter of time. Like how long has Facebook been working on the Oculus headset before they released it? Look at when their the Rift S got released. Mm. Uh, that, that, that's a years yeah, that's, and years and years of development. But that's because this company has a different business model. Exactly. Than, than, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So so yeah, what they, they so what, they they're trying to bring out a headset that is a little bit better than the ones that are out there, but that comes at a at a certain risk. Like if if you let's say Voodoo for example he owns a couple of Pimaxes and if you put those Pimaxes all <laughs> next to each other you can see that you can see yeah he has like five or six or seven I don't know or ten but if you put the the first few next to each other you can for example see the changes in the quality of plastic where the first one broke pretty quickly then the second one had some some problems where if you would put your hand on it the screen would go out because it became static or something and then the next one was fine so you constantly see them 
you know, delivering new and new and new ones. Oculus does it as well, but they're releasing them as development kits. They're not commercially ready. Pimax yeah, yeah. doesn't have the money or the resources to yeah, but, do uh, that. Pimax so is also make them commercially available. Yeah, but Pimax is also not a uh, is not 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 ready for consumers. It's more for prosumers or VR enthusiasts that feel very very adventurous. I would mm. say, but yeah, I did try the the headsets, and um, they're let's say they're, they're they're heading into the right direction. They were better than what I what I uh, tried before, so that's all I can say. And the quality of like the material and stuff like that was better too. But I'm not gonna say too much about this because we all know that when you finally have a Pimax at home and you use it for a month or two, it might turn out different. We had Terrell Wood who uh, got a Pimax and after a week, his screen didn't turn on anymore. So you mm-hmm. never know what these units do. And of course at a show floor, and that's not just Pimax, that's with Vario and all those others, they have the best place to demo it and it works amazingly. And then the moment you have it at home, it's a different story. So I'm just gonna kind of hold off for now. I wanna you know, try some more. Maybe at their office, they do have their controllers ready to go. Who knows? We'll see. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to hold up. I just want to get it at home if they, you know, send one to me or Mike or you guys. That's cool. Um, but um, yeah, I, I'm I'm just a little bit more skeptical nowadays of Mimex. But they, yeah, they, as, my, as Rowdy also said, they are constantly do, like they are showing that they want to improve. But yeah, it's going slow. They're, they're pretty slow in what they do, I feel like. Yeah. But I'm happy that they offer this as an option, you know, the index yeah. controllers, and then you don't you don't have to wait anymore. I but I still like it's still the question. Like I, I want you to get them. That's that's all I'm saying. Yeah. So wait, a question. Like so, you, when you originally went for Pimax, I think one of the reasons was as you do is is going after different hardware. So why tap out now? I'm curious in the decision. Like what caused you to say, okay, now's a good time. Like was it maybe I'm never going to get this controller or. What? Uh, it's just I don't I don't have faith in them to deliver a quality product. It is is ultimately my stance on it, and I I know other people hold different opinions, but that's my opinion. Mm. Certainly, from my personal experience with Pimax, um, they delivered a headset that I couldn't use basically because of my low IPD. So it, it is partly down to the shape of my head. Mm. You know, like the, yeah. the lenses of the actual headset, which are huge, sit mm. on the bridge of my nose, so I can't use the headset. That is beautiful. And then beautiful. it also had distortion on the edges, which I understand isn't a problem for everyone, but it was a mm-hmm. problem for me. So in that sense, and, you know, having seen the way that they've treated the people that back them and not being completely clear with their communication, I just don't have any faith in them. So I'd rather just get a product that I know works, even though the, the index controllers themselves have had their own issues with the, the okay, thumbstick. Okay, so you're mitigating risk with it. And, and, yeah. and as you said, you're, as, you're an index owner and user, so it doesn't hurt to get kind of what is essentially yeah. a cheaper pair of controllers. Yeah. I, I yeah. mean, I, I do salute them for giving us uh, like uh, insights on what uh, a large field of view, you know, means. Uh, and and it's it's very interesting because since I tried that, it's like this is actually what I want in the near future. Uh, really, but not as distorted as what what Mike said, and and and, mm. and a different model and a different design uh, things like uh, that. My, my personal um, preference would still be um, more focus on comfortability, uh, <clears throat> more compact, um, wireless, maybe. Uh, I think those still have a little bit of a priority on the stuff um, 
that like for example o over field of view you're saying mm -hmm. over field of view and yeah of course i think that field of view is still more important than resolution though mm -hmm. so if if, but, if we uh, take uh, steps like that for that's, me that's, it's first comfortability uh then just, compact, just comfort comfortability then, is not a word but that's that's the thing when when <laughs> you comfortability i'll say it again so no I you won't say it again <laughs> i want comfortability oh my God. comfortability <laughs> compactness <laughs> Uh, <laughs> overfieldiveness, <laughs> overfieldiveness, and then I want also resolutionness. Yeah. Well, all, 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 all the stuff that that Rowdy mentioned was all in the in the uh, you know the the the, the video of Pimax when they pitched you know this yeah. whole idea of like back our product. So all of what Rowdy has been saying is still something they need to deliver on, especially the comfort side of uh, yeah. things. I think I think you know there are people out there that love the Pimax. And that's absolutely fine. You that's know, everyone's fine, yeah. entitled to their own opinions and what they like, their preferences. And um, but the thing is, you know, ultimately, like you need a you need a badass computer to run these headsets. That's true. And the, these new ones, even more so, because they're eight K yeah. ones. Um, and and but, I think I, and I think if you see one at a at a show, you know, and you get the opportunity to demo one, give it a try. I mean, with every headset, do do mm -hmm. do try it. Uh, the same with this new Pimax headset. I was like. I should just, you know, check it out. Maybe it is better. And in the end, it, it was definitely an improvement. And they mm. they did have a actual uh, head strap, something yeah. like oh. the Vive Pro had. Um, it's just that I I want to have this product in my hands and want to see that this head strap lasts for at least a month or two mm. or three. It's just that I I can't hype people up with with just five minutes demo of mm. at, at a Pimax floor. It's just not. I don't yeah. think that's that's right. And, and one last thing I want to say before we move on is that, you know, when I, my experience with the Pimax is that I spent more time tweaking with it and playing around with the settings than I did actually playing games with it. And <laughs> and, and that's something yeah. that I've actually, you know, want more of in VR, that quick accessibility, like yeah. what the Quest offers now. Yeah. Like even that's with the Rift S exactly. sometimes, and, and, and sometimes you fire up and mm. the, the Rift S isn't connected properly or something like that. Mm. It tells you to reset Oculus. It yeah. winds but me up. Because with the quest, it's so quick and easy. But at yeah. the same time, I understand that if you want to be like a prosumer, you know, yeah, that you need that. to be prepared to like to tinker around yeah, a little bit in order to get the yeah. best quality. You're but probably I, also going to have like if yeah. if I, especially as a content creator, if you need to make content and if you spend, for example, you have three or four hours to do a recording, and of that three or four hours, you spend one hour mm. trying to get like the best kind of thing, or need yeah. to tinker around. For me, then I'm 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 pissed off after the one hour, and you'll notice in the rest three hours that I'm pissed off at my recording. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's exactly it. So <clears throat> just to throw my hat into the ring, uh, I only got to try Kaz and Cherry's 5K Plus, and I um, the thing that I think we haven't mentioned is like Pi Tool, and mm. the universality I could all throw in my own words too, uh, of <laughs> of of support for different titles with Pimax. Like for me, I just want a headset that's ubiquitous and just doesn't challenge me on a day-to-day -day basis with content i think we're all tinkerers uh, you know with setup none of us are scared of putting a couple hours into something to make it work but mm -hmm. there is a there is a comfort edge there and i think yeah. that's the problem at the moment yeah for me pimax pimax is not as far as i know in my opinion it's not a consumer product again mm -hmm. it's for vr enthusiasts who feel you know, Index have done it though. like you know what i mean like it, what what they were trying to do initially was like beat to the punch FOV. Like just go get an index and get a beefy PC and you've got your FOV there. It's still not as wide, but no, yeah, but I appreciate it's what consistent yeah. and it's beautiful. Like, yeah. yeah. Lovely headset. That's true. Wow. I didn't think uh, again that, that <laughs> yeah. was going to go <laughs> nice in one, that direction. Right? Wow. There you go. 
some great uh, <laughs> topics of choice this week to get everyone upset. Right, <laughs> final final topic <laughs> is uh, about Minecraft Earth. No one's going to be upset here. No. A little bit more lighthearted. Everyone can just chill now. Okay, I'm not going to say anything. It's it's now available in the US, alongside the UK, New Zealand, Iceland, Australia, Mexico, Sweden, South Korea, and the Philippines. Strictly okay. the beta. Yeah. Nice. Moving on to the next subject. <laughs> <laughs> so, before we move on... Oh, sorry. There's some more to say. Okay. Um, if you don't know what Minecraft Earth is, it's essentially an augmented reality version of Minecraft, <laughs> which is available on iOS and Android phones and tablets. And the idea is that you can walk around your local area, build a little structure. You know, Rowdy's got some structures in his mind that he wants to build in his local area. <laughs> and if you happen to live near Rowdy, then you can go out with your phone but and you can see, see those. what he built. Don't, don't, don't take out your phone can and you don't also not show your parents. Like, <laughs> Can you also climb what he built? No, I don't think so. Oh, I don't oh. think that's Nate allowed. again thinking about humping dead unicorns. Yeah. <laughs> well, something bigger, actually. So, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> So Zim, Zim has been checking this out, right? You've been checking this out, Zim. Yeah. You, you're like a resident Minecraft guru. Yeah, I. Uh, so what do you think of it? Like, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of Minecraft. I have been for for years. Uh, I've played it on every platform. I think it's been launched, except for maybe microwaves. Um, okay. And Minecraft Earth. I think last week I was like, "What's the bloody point in playing this?" Because I, I was playing it for a while. And I got up to maybe level four character or something. And I was like, the trouble I had last week, which I wanted to come back and kind of correct on was scale. So I finally worked out, there's no instructions or tutorial for this. There's two buttons, one says build, one has a little play button. You do the build, you get a small scale object, you can place in your home on a table, etc. dinner table size, let's say, and you get your little environment and then all the little blocks that you've picked up through clicking on chess and uh, you can just sit at home and do this, by the way, you don't have to go out in ad adventures or anything. <clears throat> and then you you get build plates, which is like a little template, like the base of a Lego set, and you can build on that. And so that's like Minecraft and AR. And actually, that's done great. My like my kids and I had a great time with that. You can put little chickens. You actually get little copies of yourself to walk around, live in the house, all that kind of thing. That stuff's pretty good. Like the AR is solid. <clears throat> it burns your phone like nothing else, but that's another matter. The cool thing that I wanted to talk about, which is there, and I've kind of gone through from being like really low on the game to being really positive about it to kind of being low again, or at least meh, because the in-house stuff that if you're just sitting on your ass, uh, you can collect some blocks, you can level up, you can get build plates, you can make a little house or whatever you want to make, torture dungeon for Pikachu. Um, all that stuff works, right? And the AR has done well. And the, actually for being a beta, very stable. Um, I found it wasn't so stable for about a week uh, in the UK after they launched it. So I don't know how the US is now went out and about, and that's stable again now. And there's these things that you can find are called adventures. You go along, and this is the cool part. So you'll have a flat plane on which there's either um, objects above or below or both, and you don't know what's going to be there. Uh, one of the things we found out venturing in the forest um, was you could hear zombies underneath. You open up the ground. There's zombies protecting, like gold ore and stuff like that. And then we found, oh, wait. I can't mine the gold ore because I need an iron pick and I haven't built that yet. So you, it's the same thing as Minecraft that you have to work your way up tool set wise. So mm -hmm. far with several hundred blocks, I'm at like level eight now, I've not hit a maximum inventory size. But the thing that I still am challenged by is 
limited on an eight by eight block or a 16 by 16 block build template, like I, I still don't see the reason there hasn't been a fun game loop for me aside from the AR, let me sit and play with my kids in this thing. And that was way more fun at home on a tabletop than mm-hmm. it was out and about mm-hmm. when you saw them kind of larger size where each of the blocks are like not a meter, but maybe half a meter in size. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably where it 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 sits best, but I really don't know why they've launched this in winter. Mm. Seems like bad yeah. timing. Um, yeah. So oh. I, I don't find it particularly fun. I think people should, if they're looking for a proper AR game, Pokemon Go was like not really AR. It was like pseudo AR, but a really infectious mm. game. Walking Dead is also really quite good, but again, not enough AR in it. This is the first game that I'd say there's enough of an AR element to it that if you got a newer like iPhone or Android, mm-hmm. you want to play around with it, it's good for that. I just don't know if it's any fun. So so what's stopping someone like Rowdy surrounding your local town or village with phallic-shaped objects I, everywhere? I've not seen it. So that's the aspect that I'm not seeing yet in, in the game, Mike. I've not that's seen an ability near me. to sit <laughs> in a particular location an object that I've built that someone else can discover. I've not actually seen that. You can put okay. your stuff there and through your phone, look at it. And if someone's looking at your phone, they can see your build. But actually right. you set it down, you pick it up again. It's not, as far as I can tell, it's not permanent. So chat, please oh, tell okay. me if you if you found that. But that's not the case. So it's rather I, like you're carrying around with you a Lego build plate. You can right. throw down at reasonable size at home, yeah. throw it down at yeah. a much larger size in the field. Yeah, I guess they knew that some someone like Rowdy would do something like that. Maybe they didn't go that far. <laughs> they listen to this podcast. <laughs> I also uh, think it makes sense that it comes out now because it's never winter in California. True. It's, <laughs> it's cold ne- here, though. <laughs> it is cold here, yes. There's been it's frost on the cold. cars and that. So. Yeah. So if you want to check out Minecraft Earth, you can. It's completely free, right, Zim? Uh, yeah, it's, it's available free. on both you just have to t- Android and iOS. Yeah, you basically have to sign up. Uh, you yeah. get access to the beta. I think now it's pretty immediate. And if they've launched you just need the to US, sell all your personal data, and then it's free. Exactly. It's, it's to be That's, honest, yeah. it like I just wish it was. I just wish there was some fun game loop that I was like enjoying it. But like even the stuff that you find, like yay, I found another block of andesite. Oh, there's some more granite. There's some more blocks of wood. Now I can build stuff. So yeah. like it takes quite a lot of invent. I've probably put probably six to eight hours into it. And it's not been fun up to this point, really. You'll never get those back. I will this is never very get those sad. Back. I, I hear a broken man talk I, about a game he played. I like, and, and to, to be fair, I love my Minecraft. I really like Minecraft, uh, um, even though I kind of burned out from it. <laughs> he's, he's so, you look at his face, he's so disappointed. I am disappointed. Yeah, it's like, it's, 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 I like Minecraft, but this is. <laughs> I, I, I actually think this is still an effect from Gadgeteer. <laughs> that, that was a sad story that really was yeah um, i read about that okay so that is all the news this week let's now pass it over to zim for the releases for next week because we've got some exciting ones for next week as well right we we may like have. We say it's like it's like everything's ramping up we're getting all these amazing games to play we got we got quite a few coming out and a few things that you guys won't have heard of that i've got for you this week so Ooh. uh four or five things to say but i'm gonna try and keep it quick because we're running late on time i can tell so um first off uh the curious tale of swollen pets <laughs> swollen pets. <laughs> the curious tale of swollen pets i had to say it because we, everyone's always had a, you the, know a fat wait cat is that or, the x-rated version oh, of swollen pets <laughs> 
I don't even, I don't even, I don't even want to know what that is, Rowdy. Uh, so the curious tale of, of stolen pets, Anoculus Quest landed on the 14th of November. Uh, some of you guys have played it. Uh, landed for £12.15. Um, it's kind of this heartwarming tale, well narrated, uh, well animated, little worlds, mm. and it's a puzzle game in the end. Uh, Mike, I think you talked about this a little bit last week, so I won't yep. labor on it, um, but it's out. It's cute. Um, I loved one comment I saw on, on Oculus home. Um, there was a dad who was like, you know, not sure if he wanted to buy this, bought it kind of half for his daughter and then ended up kind of playing through the game. Like, sorry, honey, <laughs> daddy's got to play this now. So, uh, what do you guys have to say about this? I haven't played it yet. Uh, it's, it's beautiful. Um, like you said, the animation is great. The music in it is great as well. Um, uh, it's a charming little game. Uh, it is relatively short though, just over an hour. Um, but oh, if you wow. want to play with your family members, there are multiple save slots. So if you are like that guy, that dad, you can blitz it yourself and then, uh, your children can have their own save slot as yeah. well. So, and it's the ideal time to bring it out as well. You know, like Christmas is coming close and like these kind of like games, like I think they'll, this is the right time for these kind of games as people are yeah. stuck inside and they're looking yeah. for something to do. And yeah. I like this that. is, this is one of those games that you can actually give to your kids and let them have fun with instead of yep. having to constantly moderate it. I, I would say it's wholesome VR. There you go. Oh, wow. <laughs> wholesome. Heartwarming. Makes you cozy and warm. Hmm. Yes. Sorry about I like that. It. I, I, I pounded some dramatic music in the background there. Because apparently <laughs> when you full screen in Steam, it unmutes, uh, irrespective of your choice earlier. Bad Steam. Bad. All right. Next game. <clears throat> this one's fun. All right. <laughs> this is where the dramatic music came from. I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put this up there for, uh, for our friends in the audience. So mothers have it, politicians want it. And for just under 12 quid on steam, you can finally buy it power. Right. Oh, so, I was about to say something completely else. Well, what did you think, Rowdy? What <laughs> no, did you no, think? No, 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 so exaggerated speed and jump, exaggerated destruction, and exaggerated multiplayer. I have no idea what this is all about. Uh, this I should, I should, I'm right. This is releases. Um, so this game is called Power. It's a competitive online multiplayer shooter with a few tricks up its sleeve. Um, by from Atomic Lollipop, great name. Uh, for about twelve quid, uh, released on the fifteenth of November, you have a procedural terrain with destructible environments. Huge explosions, survival looting, kind of what you'd find in kind of like PUBG or something like that. Um, and, <laughs> and a 10% of the population who've waited years and years for this feature, it's finally here. A bloody left-handed protagonist. Oh. <laughs> what? So if you're left-handed, this game's default position is lefty. <laughs> I've never seen this. I've actually <laughs> never seen this. So Power is probably the first VR title that I've seen with procedural destructible environments, which is pretty neat. Uh, and a the left, art style is cool. And a left-hander. Like I like how it looks. Yeah, the the, the kind of polygonal uh, yeah. style. I, I, it caught my eye, and I just thought, eh. Whoa, wait, right. so so you have to play with a left with the left controller as well or no <laughs> i have no idea because in that case if you have a vibe with vibe ones then you then it doesn't matter then you can still play with your right hand it's it's just very Hack, it's just Hacker man it's just Make very interesting man. that um you know they and my wife's a lefty good few friends of mine are lefties and i always tell them that they're broken but you know uh, now you've got a game so ladies if you were waiting for you know a lefty out there then uh, this is your man power 
supporting all the PCVR headsets. So there you go. Wow. I thought you guys might not have heard of that one. No. So that's power. <laughs> now, uh, to a game that uh, Kent Bai hyped us up on and clued us into last week, uh, The Under Presents uh, dropped their launch trailer, and it looks pretty svelte, is the word I would say. Um, so definitely check this one out and, and go for the audio. The audio on this uh, is amazing as well, audio listeners. Um, so if you take a blend of immersive theater and virtual reality, uh, you're enabled to step into a world where you interact with characters and other participants, um, merging live acting, scripted performances, and um, it, it, it centers on the, these themes of fate, free will, and time. Uh, some of the acts uh, that are planned, and one thing I would say about The Under, is you've also got, uh, which is kind of really interesting, is a series of acts uh, that have been named that are coming. And I think this is the kind of thing that you're going to want on the 19th of November when this lands to catch it early, to catch those bits where they say there may be some live acting in this as well, which is very interesting. Uh, so here's the name of some of the acts that caught my eye. Aaron Markin sings Wet Food. Sweaty Eddie does his laundry. Uh, Shasta Go Pop thrusts exponentially. That one's for you, Rowdy. Uh, everyone's favorite Good. animatronics, the Lame Divers. Sean Spetta takes it slow, and Apple Pie Bundy has some special friends he'd like you to meet. This one's certainly... Uh, <laughs> I can see why Ken's all hyped about it. It seems like such a weird concept, but to, to bring it from Tender Claws, the people behind Virtual Virtual Reality, you know it's mm -hmm. going to be quality. So yeah, and I think uh, I think it was like um, Road to VR tweeted out this week. Um, you know, they were concerned because of like the name and the kind of style of the game that it wasn't going to hit or, or get like the kind of reach out there to get people aware of the game. But um, hopefully, we're going to get keep drumming on about it because I think it's one of those ones that you can't really miss. A bit like Wolves uh, in the Walls that I talked about very at the beginning of the show. It's going to be one of with, with those kind of cinematic mm. experiences that you can't miss in VR. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I think it's one of those that we're going to have to, I can't wait till we, we, we have like shared experiences. It's kind of like VR chat days, you know, where it's like, okay, mm. how, how did we each encounter it? What was the bit that we had? All right. A couple of tips for you. Those were the main games that are launching this week. Uh, a couple of tips for you, for those who like freebies, uh, obviously the BBC have been doing a great job putting out VR content for some time. Uh, there is a, a title coming out that looks a lot like, sorry, Steam's doing it again. Uh, a lot like Hellblade. And I don't know this show, but some of you might. Uh, Britannia. So Britannia VR, out of your mind, uh, looks a lot like Hellblade meets Blade and Sorcery. And it's a kind of 360 degree uh, and, and interactive uh, VR experience from Sky, for those of you who know the, the television broadcaster. This is the mm -hmm. first thing I've seen from Sky, if I'm not mistaken. Um, there's a few things you can do in this. Again, I'm not going to shortchange it. It's a freebie on Steam. Go grab it if you can for uh, PC VR headsets. Uh, you get to forge a Roman coin. So you actually get to pour the molten metal oh, and that's cool. forge a coin, understand that process. Uh, and then you can take that money and uh, buy some more peanuts than you originally would have Ooh. been able. Yeah. It looks, pretty, it nice. looks pretty enticing, to be honest. And for a freebie yeah. title, I didn't want this sneaking away. It landed on the 7th of uh, November. And uh, for those of you who don't have money in your wallets, thanks to Prezi time, then here's a good one. So again, that was Britannia VR, out of your mind. If you haven't How played Hellblade, uh, Britannia VR, Britannia. Okay. out of your mind. Great name. Yeah. It looks like they're making use out of like volumetric stuff. Too. It is volumetric. Yep, it's volumetric mm -hmm. in there as well. But the interactivity surprised me. And I was like, oh, there's a freebie and it's interactive as well. That's pretty cool. But you actually played it yourself. 
Uh, I have not played it yet. I have oh, not good. played it yet. Can't it wait. It sounded like you did, though. Oh, well, no, no. I got. I, I always get into – I have kind of a habit of going through um, the good and bad reviews, no matter what it is I'm looking at. And you can take a lot from that. So uh, hmm. it's rather. But seriously, though, like, what would we uh, be without BBC in in the VR space? I think yeah. they they have done a great job yeah. for the last few years. I the think... Berlin Blitz experience that they did was amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And 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 Ugi Ugi, of course. The I was Beatle. I was so lucky. Ugi <laughs> the Beatle. I still feel bad about that. My daughter handed me the Go, and she'd been playing this. I have no idea what the controls were. Like, I feel like I've been spacewalk. Spacewalk as well. Spacewalk is stunning. Um, if you want to really feel out of body, that's a great one. All right. Uh, last two little bits. I Expected to Die last week, we mentioned, has a new DLC that's out and available for you called Death Operation Death Engine. Great name. Reminds me of Intercosmos, which was a game where you were re-entering Earth's atmosphere in this cosmonaut spacecraft. Um, Sounds like a James Bond movie again. It does, yeah. Well, they do have the whole James Bond kind of yeah. motif. So you're stuck in this satellite in the sky, and um, and what can I say, Mister Bond? I expect you to die. So, <laughs> <laughs> with that, the last final thing for those of you with daddy issues, you'll be glad to know Vader Immortal Episode Three is coming out November twenty first. So look out for that one next week. We have plenty to play this uh, holiday season. So as it's cold outside. And you won't be going out playing Minecraft Earth. No, you won't. Uh, play some good VR titles instead. All right. Hmm. And that's Get it. You warm. Back to you, Mike. I'm so looking forward to Vader Immortal Episode 3. So <laughs> looking forward to that. After, um, after Episode 2, totally. That is the right timing because the movie is coming out soon as well, right? Yeah, that's true. That is and, true. And obviously I'm like hyped about Star Wars generally right now because of like the Mandalorian, Mandalorian. and uh, the Jedi, the Fallen Order. And I'm like just, I'm uh, in it. You know, so and it's a win. loving it. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually enjoyed episode two, um, but yeah, let's get into our main topic then, and that is, of course, Stormland and our hands-on impressions of Stormland. And I think uh, there's only two of us that actually played it, right? <laughs> you can count me out. I've not played it yet. I'm not. Playing. Yeah, no, same here. No, I was on holiday, okay. so me and Rowdy representing. Um, so we will avoid any spoilers. So don't worry if you haven't played the main oh. uh, story yet. We'll stay away from. And it's he's so, so sad that he spoilers. dies, though. <laughs> don't, don't listen to Rowdy. Don't listen well, he to dies in the beginning, no? That's, that's, Thanks, Rowdy. That's the you concept of the time. game. <laughs> so, so basically, how, far, how, how many hours have you put into the game so far, Rowdy? Uh, well, I mean, I, I played it through for the first two hours, and then I reset my save, and I started again. Um, but I haven't finished, like, the main storyline, so it's like, Four to six hours, I think, in that the the main okay. storyline is. So I haven't finished that, okay. um, but I have played uh, single player and multiplayer both. Okay, okay. So I put like twelve hours into the game so far. Um, the main story will take you roughly around six hours to finish, yeah. and that is like the main story campaign. Uh, after that, you kind of go into like what I call the end game state, uh, which is like an, a loop of content that is basically endless but i'll get on more into that in a bit um like rowdy said you can play the game solo or co-op with a friend however you have to unlock a specific side mission to unlock the co-op part of the game weird, so weird you design again i like it, i said it again like I, I thought it was strange with the asgard's wrath where you didn't have the shield unless you did like mm -hmm. a side mission i find it again like weird i mean it is a fairly obvious side mission but still 
like playing multiplayer like it took me and it's not early in the game that you get it like it's, it's not like, that early no it's about one hour and a bit in yes until you get it which is a long time um yeah I especially think. if you're planning to play this with a friend yeah yeah so just if you know that up front at least it will save you some frustration in that sense um but the rest of the mm. story campaign you can play cooperatively if you want to um and obviously all the end game content is available to play at co-op as well so one thing before you move on so if, if let's say if you don't want to play that whole party you want to go co straight away could you technically just uh, get the save file from your friend and oh, just skip yeah. the whole thing in, in fact, your friend can invite you um, even if you haven't unlocked it yet. Oh, and really? I, think, oh, I didn't think, know that. Yeah, um, and I think you can play it that way. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, but let's talk about the, sto- the story itself just very briefly because I think, you know, uh, I, I really enjoyed it, you know, my time with the story. I think it's a, an intriguing story, and I was, I was genuinely interested to find out what happens and how the story unfolds, and I don't know if that's going to... your, your the same experience that you've had with it so far, Rowdy. Uh, yeah, I think like uh, the storyline itself, it's really well developed. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I've heard a lot of people complaining about it, it's too short. Um, I find it a bit funny that we're now calling six hour VR game single player that have a multiplayer aspect and have an end game that we're calling that a disappointment, um, especially considering the price of it, since I think six hours of Storeland, even if that was it, would still be fine for me. Um, also because it just looks gorgeous the voice acting is really well done um, and it's a good story like up Mm -hmm. until the point that I've gotten so far I like it I like it a lot I, I would totally agree with that. Um, and what I particularly enjoy about Stormland is like the core gameplay mechanics. Like it's a fun game to play regardless of the storyline and everything else. Like, you know, you, there's so much variety in terms of what you do mm-hmm. a, a, as this robot, you know. Uh, you can you can jump, you can climb, you can glide, you can slipstream across the clouds. Um, you know, th- there's so much stuff that you can do. And when and, and your body as well, like when you look at your body, everything works as it should. You know, the elbow positioning when you rotate your wrist and stuff like that is is there. You look down and you've got a full robotic body. Yeah, exactly. Know, which is really cool. I, I think cool. in terms of like immersiveness, it's one of mm. the best games out there. Because up until this point, uh, and I haven't seen that being highlighted that much. I haven't encountered a single loading screen. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is a very cool thing how they managed to accomplish that since it, it does feel like it's an open world. Mm-hmm. Some people might say it feels a bit empty. I, I can I can get that. Uh, but considering, I, I do consider it quite an accomplishment. The way that they yeah. work with not using a load screen is because if you go from area to area, you need to go into some sort of a, of a, a lift thing, mm-hmm. like, a, like an object <laughs> oh. that flies you out. And you being shot in the air and like everything everything turns white because of the clouds so it's a gradual process and then when you come out of the clouds you land mm-hmm. on a different area uh-huh. and i think that's a, <laughs> a very smart way of doing this uh so you don't have to show a loading screen is that something that still kind of bugs me with asgard's red especially if you don't play it on an ssd it's just yeah. the loading screens that take ages and to then play a game like this where there is not a single loading screen at all I find that impressive and it feels really immersive that you're actually there because you're not been taken out of that experience the entire time. So my hat's off is for that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And in terms of like, um, you know, the gunplay, because you've got a 
a large variety of weapons to choose from, um, different upgrades as well, and different upgrade paths. So yeah. it really can you can really sort of uh, tune the game to your own personal playstyle. And that's exactly very cool because it's, you can yeah. play it completely different for from someone else. So I do think that like the replayability of this kind of game is is, is quite big, and also the the amount of like. Um, because I haven't even gone through all of the modules yet that you can like get on your body alone. I'm not talking about the guns yet, but just like mm. the the modules that you can place on your on your body by collecting points in the world. Uh, yeah, it's a very intricate RPG system, actually. Can which I, I uh, interject yeah. and just ask a question about the the one concern I had from the earlier demo? Uh, when you have the guns, right? I mean, Rowdy, I think you said you had the same problem where you were ripping guns apart. Did yep. is that? still there in the game like did you find that it took some time to either learn that or is that somehow resolved it's still there <laughs> it's still there but i haven't up until i don't know why but i haven't up until th this point accidentally uh ripped the gun apart i have lost one gun uh which i didn't holster accurately but yeah. um it's less of a problem now also because you know where to make those guns now <laughs> so yeah just to kind of explain this, particularly for audio listeners, so all the weaponry in the game has an alternative firing mode, and that is activated by grabbing the weapon with two hands. So you could dual wield two weapons, and they'll they'll behave differently if you grab it with two hands, and it'll kind of almost transform slightly as well, which is a really cool, cool. visual effect. Um, but the problem is when you go to grab the second handle of any given weapon, it's kind of close to where you'd grab it at the top to pull it apart because you can break down enemy weapons to uh, recoup some ammunition, but also some alloy, which you can use for crafting later on. And it happened to me at least a dozen times, and normally in the heat of combat when things were getting a bit crazy, that I would whip out another gun, go to grab it with two hands, and then it would just fall <laughs> apart in my hands, and I'm there standing there weaponless against a horde of enemy Tempest that want to kill me. So that was kind of frustrating, but... It's just kind of one of those things you kind of get the feel for it after a little while, but still, it did happen to me every now and again, mm -hmm. even near the end of the game when I was still hours and hours still. in. Yeah, yeah. Another annoying bug that I encountered, which was similar to this, was that there's a great mechanic in the game where you can actually remove your arm and upgrade it on a workbench. Um, and the problem was that when I was grabbing my arm to pull it off, I was then automatically grabbing the gun that was on my back holster, even though I was nowhere near it. And that was kind of frustrating as well. But again, it's kind of a little quirk in the system. I mean, with, um, with games like this, especially considering the scale of, of, yeah. of it, there's yeah. going to be... I mean, I encountered bugs as well, smaller and larger. Yeah. Um, but nothing really that took me enough out of the experience in order for me to say like, oh, this this is not a good title. Because all of those things are... You know they're going to be fixed. Yeah, yeah, nothing game-breaking. Nothing no. game-breaking. And, and like, you know, uh, Rowdy said, you can play the game how you want to play it. You know, if you want to stealth your way into an enemy compound, you can use your visor, which you, you tap the side of the headset, mm. and it kind of activates this visor mode, which kind of, like, gives you highlighted enemies, and they they then, you, you know their position, so you and, can kind of sneak up on them. It also allows you to have that, because uh, it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of, like, Robinson the Journey, where you need to, like, you know, build up your flora and you need to, like, scan, like, uh, yep. different kind of objects. They have that in there as well. So with your visor, you can start scanning uh, certain objects or certain like, kind of thing in order to update your codex, which I think is also a cool mechanic if you're more into, like, the lore of the game. And stuff. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's a horrible, it's a horrible, uh, it's a horrible, horrible thing for those of us who are completionists. And, uh, yes. <laughs> like, if you've ever played No Man's Sky and gone planet to planet, like, just scanning every object, you're like, oh, no, another one that I got to scan. 
but it does have this sickly, sick, sickly loop of like you feel good when you've scanned everything in your immediate vicinity. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the thing about the scanning in in Stormland is that each item that you scan has a narrative behind it, and you get a little audio narrative. Oh, bit. that's really impressive. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. That, that's kind of really nice. The, the, um, the voice acting in general, like just the the amount of content that is there, is a. Uh, it's fairly impressive, yeah. I think. It is. Yeah. And there's actually story arcs. Like Having spoken to the lead developer, the, so the lead uh, designer, uh, Mike Daly, he was explaining that there's actually story arcs within those index scanning uh, mechanics. So like you can follow a little story there if you scan certain objects. Um, but yeah, being able to sneak up on the enemy Tempest and then kind of grab their uh, power cell from pack. behind yeah. and then being able to store that as a... As a uh, like a health pack for later on your chest is is really cool, really cool, really satisfying, and okay. playing it co cooperatively. So on, go go on. No, actually, on the co op thing, I'm wondering like that design because we're talking about design. The only other game that I can remember was Dead Effect Two that you had to beat like five or six levels to unlock co op then, and then allowed mm, you to play yeah. multiplayer. Exactly. Um, yeah, I remember what, that now. Like, like why? Like is it is it so that you're not a noob? Is it because the the systems are complex enough? Like do you see that there's Merit it's, in that decision? It's what no. we call extra playtime. Uh, Maybe I, it is, like says tutorial no, before. I, I know why it is, but we're going to get to that when we go to the co-op section. Okay. So let, we might as well just talk about co-op now then. Because um, okay. I, I played a lot of... I played the single... Like the story campaign on my own, pretty much. And then I played the co-op uh, together with uh, Gamertag VR uh, in a lot of the end game state. And although he hadn't completed the single player uh, campaign, he could join my game and any resources that he earned during my game, he would take back to his game, but it wouldn't change the state of his game until he had completed the single player story. Which oh. is why the tutorial uh, is uh, is single player. Like a trust yeah. fund then. It's kind of like yeah. a trust fund, like whatever you because earn gets you, held. The, the thing is, my opinion on the co-op is, um, I find it a little bit pointless. It's added in there, um, and I don't see really the value of it. Um, Mainly that is because of there is not a real rewarding system, I think, uh, for playing co-op. Uh, since if you finish missions uh, solo, they will not be brought over to the new one that you go into. So you're always going to be independent of each other in some mm -hmm. sort of way or form. Um, if you are playing co-op together and the story doesn't change, you know, the storyline is still aimed for a single Mm -hmm. uh, person kind of experience so if someone needs to pick something up there's only one person that picks something up but you hear in, in both of you oh yeah thanks for picking that up or like thanks for doing this well you actually didn't really do it you know what mm -hmm. I mean like it's not I don't find it rewarding enough for yeah. me to say like uh, let, let's play it with two because it's actually aimed to be a a one-person experience, and 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 really, when you look at the original trailers of Stormland, it gives the impression that it's more than two players. It gives the impression it's three or four players. Yeah. And when they talk about co-op raids, you kind of have it in your mind that it's a four-player raid, just like in Destiny, yeah. for example. Yeah, that's, yeah. And certainly, when me and Nathy played it at, at, at Oculus Connect Six, we were kind of wondering what the heck we were supposed to be doing because there wasn't anything that ha we had to do together. And it's mm. the same now in the full release. There isn't any mechanic in there that you have to pull uh, like a lever at the same time simultaneously. Missions aren't built on, on two or three people. Exactly. Well, the, the thing for me that kind of killed it straight away was when I jumped into Stormland for the first time with Mike. I was like, give me a high five. And his hand went straight oh, that through is mine. So, yeah. And I'm kind of like, 
like if let's say if they build something in there like you you've seen with uh, echo for example where mm. i could ride mike's back and he could you know uh fly through the clouds and i could shoot these enemies and and he, we could combine certain things then it would have been a real co-op experience but yeah again yeah. It, it, it it's more there a single is, there player is co-op, than... but it's not co-op it's no. just playing single but it's, player it, with they, oculus advertised it as a co-op all these trailers you always saw like another uh robot popping up that would take your hand and be like hey let's let's go on an adventure uh, yeah. so yeah. yeah so so that kind of covers like the story the core gameplay mechanics and the co-op let's talk about the end game which nate which uh, rowdy you haven't got to yet so no. i'll just kind of explain it uh, because there's a lot to explain in the end game and there's cycling worlds as well so every week i think it's every tuesday at 9 a.m eastern time the world will cycle and reset so basically during the week you have a, a mission objective and your mission objective is to get to terminus and defeat terminus and basically to get to terminus are three worlds sorry Stratus. is that a place or a, a dude who's like really badass uh, I'll, I'll get to that okay get yeah, to that. yeah. So basically, there's three worlds, which are known as strata, and they've got mission objectives in them. And And the general ad- objective is to open a cloud portal to the next world. And you have to do that three times, basically, uh, in three different worlds. And And this is where things start becoming a bit repetitive. Um, so you get to that point, you've done it three times over, which is going to take you, you know, maybe a couple of hours. You reach Terminus, which is like the highest level in the Stormland of the cycle which is a massive uh, stronghold, a Tempest stronghold with multiple bosses and generators that you need to shut down. Um, So you do that, you get to the top, you do all that, and you're like, okay, I've hit the level cap of this week, and that's it, job done, week done. And then you have to wait a week uh, or until the Tuesday rolls, and then the cycle resets, and then all your stats, all the blueprints that you've earned, all the uh, upgrades that you've earned get cashed in for an additional currency called growth, which then you use to upgrade your character even more for the next cycle. Okay, so the idea is that you do this three times consecutively in three weeks or whenever you want, but you've got to do it three times over to get the proper end game, end credit, if you know what I mean. So it's like repeating gameplay. Repeating gameplay. And the problem is, and this is this is the, my major gripe with this game. Like I, I like don't get me wrong. I love this game, and this is why it frustrates me more than anything else because I love it, and I just want it to be better. <laughs> but sadly, that's not the case. Like, so the world repeats itself over and over again, and the missions to unlock the cloud portal on each world, which you have to do three times, like I said before, before you get to terminus, is pretty much identical each time you do it. So you're doing this at least. A dozen times to get the end game credit so you're doing the same thing over and over again a dozen oh. times to get to so the so end. so to make an example if you ever play gta you always have these missions where you have to you know steal drugs or something it's always like the same thing but one time you're driving a car and then the next time it's a motorcycle and then it's a plane but it's always the same thing exactly so like in this case there's like jammers that are blocking the cloud portal from being open but the thing is they're spread across the map and they're actually mm. difficult to find, which makes the game start to get frustrating and more of a chore. And even in co-op, like me and Gamertag were getting super frustrated <laughs> because we couldn't find these things and we needed them to progress to the next level just to do it all over again. And I think that's where this game really comes into its problems because it lacks the variety to keep people interested in the end game. 
And I think, you know, other games that have like end game, like The Division or like Destiny, they have like a roadmap of content lined up for the future to spice things up and add events into the game. Like like what Fortnite is doing. If you look yeah. at Fortnite, you know, they're, they're really adding dynamic things to happen to the game world to make it more interesting and more exciting. And it changes all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really important when you've got a, a re- an infinite gameplay loop like this, that it keeps it fresh and exciting. But the problem is because Insomniac was bought by Sony recently, they've kind of said that this game is done now. Like they're not going to support it anymore in terms of future content in the future now. But it so, isn't done. But it's that's it. It's, it's not really finished in my opinion. No, no uh, it, end- it isn't. If you, if you build like a gameplay loop like that, then there is more to it than just... Yeah, and I, I think for me, that was the most frustrating thing because I, I, I loved the, the core gameplay mechanics so much. You know, I thought, mm. you know, being this, this robot avatar yeah. was incredible. Like the gunplay was incredible. Playing with co-op was was fun, but you know was lacking like the 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 co-op elements that I really wanted. But what I really wanted was to go on this epic raid with like you know two or Friends. three, four yeah. people, yeah, and do something that was really challenging <laughs> and difficult, like in Destiny. It's, but it's funny, it's, just, it's funny the combination here because you're you're almost equating it to kind of like what we've had in like from other sons, right? Where you go on a mission with a few different buddies, and from the original concept of the game, like it did feel like that's what we were kind of promised and that we were going to get. And it feels like that's been curtailed. Um, the, the thing that's really interesting is that both of those games have uh, an issue with controller capture zones and mm-hmm. uh, um, item management on your body, uh, which is just like, is maybe is there a better way for these games to do it? Have we seen another yeah. game do it the same? But um, que- question in chat for you, Mike, here is... Uh, in your opinion, like, is this something to buy now or is this something to kind of wait for a sale on? Like, what's your impression of the game at the moment? So I think as a package, you know, it's still totally worth the asking price. Like, you know, the single player campaign is is really nice. And I think, you know, if you just go in with that mindset that, that that's probably the, the part you're going to enjoy the most, then I think just go for it. But just don't um, think that you've kind of got this endless content because i think you will realize quite quickly when you get to the end game that it just becomes very repetitive um which i think is a real shame what about you Roddy? what's your stand on it yeah i think uh, i mean i haven't played the end game also not i like kind of finite titles so something that i can jump into finish and then it's like it's done that's the kind mm-hmm. of person i am um but i do feel like the content that i've had so far it's it's good. It's really good, actually. It's one of the better ones that I've played this entire mm-hmm. year. So I do think that it's uh, it's worth the price. Of course, it, it's a little bit unlucky that it's come out together with Asgard's Wrath, which is touting like a forty-hour like kind of yeah. experience. But it's a very different kind of game, and I can't say which one of the two I like more because there are aspects to each of them that I really really appreciate and really like, uh, and it depends on what. You, what kind of game that you really like to play? So, um, mm. I mean, I do, I do find Stormland uh, worth the price. Yeah, and I think you know, like for, for me, like I was so kind of confused about how this could happen, like how there wasn't that much content at the end. That I ended up even reaching out to the developers. I said, "Look, can we just jump on a video call? Because I need to ask you some questions because <laughs> I just don't understand." And and it kind of broke my heart even more by doing that because I I, I got to meet the guy mike daly super nice guy obviously super passionate about stormland and had worked on it for a long long time and then for me to tell him that i was kind of like a bit you know frustrated with the the lack of variety in the content in the end was a bit crushing i could see his soul 
crush a little bit and I my soul was crushing as well because I didn't want to mm. you know I, I wanted more from the game yeah. as well but I mean just this, kind of this guy's also a part of a machine so he can't change anything about there you know but you you, you just get the impression that the, their time was cut short with this mm. one you know it, it, it had way way more potential and I think had the Sony acquisition not have happened mm. it, it I think we would have been in a different place right now and I, you also need to like the thing is Stormland was supposed to come out before the Rift S launched. So mm. they have also been pushing it. Uh, and and I don't know. It, it 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 sounds like like personally I like to buy games based on future stuff that they add to it. Mm. So by maybe they do have some other stuff they will, you know, launch later down the road. But I I would have bought this if they actually had a roadmap saying like, okay, this is our gameplay cycle. We can explain why we made it this way and this is what you're going to get yeah. and that's that that story you don't have right now that just stays in the the clouds of starland I, I do think uh, that uh, in terms of like visual parity and just general quality this is a standout title though yep. like if yep. you like the first time that I that I jumped in there, which was at OC six, just the visual clarity and how nice everything looks, it's it's amazing. It it kind of like I said before, it kind of reminded me a little bit of like uh, Robinson the Journey because it's also like you know it's like kind of jungle style only with no dinosaurs, unfortunately. But um, <laughs> this is the kind of game, and I saw it in chat as well, like that I want to like show to people. Like I do oh, yeah. want to like say like you know hey. Put this on. This is what VR is about. You can go anywhere you want. Uh, just do whatever you like. And yeah. I do, I do like that a lot about this game and the yeah. way that the world looks. Then it's, it's yeah, another question for you guys. The climbing was one of the things. Again, as somebody who likes climbing in real life, uh, one of the things that I really enjoyed about like the freedom to just like latch on wherever you wanted mm -hmm. and kind of scroll mm -hmm. vertically. Is that inhibited? in the verticality anywhere is there something that like stops you like bird spikes that prevents you from climbing really no. high or not that i have encountered no because even when you come across places that have like an overhang for example yeah. you can fling yourself off the wall and then grab them and, and so, by the way that looks really cool in co-op when you see yeah, a friend does. climbing like he's it like his, his legs are like wiggling a little yeah. bit like mm -hmm. uh, it looks hilarious as well i mean if you want to have a good fun and you want to laugh a lot then i would play it in co-op but that's yeah. probably not the right reason to play co-op but but talking about the visuals just quickly because it is very demanding like you know i played the the game on ultra settings and it was pushing my system to the max like you know i've got a 2080 ti and an i9 processor and it was like just about coping um which is pretty I, impressive for a vr game i think i think that uh if, if we look at this year you know because i think defector stormland uh, and then also uh, as god's wrath as god's wrath yeah were the big titles that oculus was constantly uh, like there you know their parade, basically. Mm -hmm. I think Asgard's Wrath was, of course, the the most surprising one. Uh, yeah. A very, very good title. The like the factor was a fail, <laughs> and then Stormland is 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 meeting somewhere in 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 the middle in that sense. Although yeah, I, would I was, so I really wanted to... Stormland to be this this crazy kick ass co op experience. And mm. yeah, okay, it's nice to hear that the single player is is what you should go for. But this year, I still haven't come to that like you know point where it's like, wow, I'm playing this with my friends, and this is what I want to play next week, and this is what I want to play next month for a while. Yeah, 
I, I agree. And I think that's the biggest shame about Stormland is, is, is because, like I said, I, I enjoyed the mechanics so much and I would play more and more and more using those mechanics. Mm. It just needed some more variety in the mission content near the end. And I would have been much more happier with it, I think. Because I think the baseline, like the template is there, like these these robots and the 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 whole story mm. around it, 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 it lends itself to become this, this great co-op experience, but it isn't. Yeah. And now they got bought. So the whole... Stormland idea, concept, the whole lore that could have happened for the upcoming years got thrown out of the window. Yeah, and exactly. And Sony exactly. is super smart be, because it's a, be it's, so a great, harsh, it's a great it's a great it's a great studio and I think they 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 did a you know uh they, they did very they made a very smart decision on that. Uh, I, I wouldn't be so harsh as to say like uh that it's like it's like thrown out the window or something. I, I it is still a great title. I think Mike has said no, that. No, no, it's not thrown out of the well. window. It's like for the future, we're not going to see more Stormland because mm-hmm. they got bought by I get Sony. That. Yeah. So, but that's... I, I don't want people to think that um, the game in itself is not worth purchasing at this point because the content in the end game is not good enough. Well, for the co op, that's, yeah. that's what I hear right now. It's like the single yeah. player is great, but I, Oculus has advertised this game as a co op title. And so, so I, I didn't. Think, I personally didn't have that impression mm, that much. I know from the trailers. trailer. Yeah, I, I, I know from the trailer there's this scene, but like the first couple of minutes of the trailer, or the first biggest part actually, it's about the guy who dies yeah. and he needs to like find parts and yeah. needs to go and fight the tempest. So I, I was expecting more of an experience like that, and it is more of an experience like that. And I know in the later mm. part of the trailer you get you know, the other robots where you fly with. But for me, that wasn't immediately the impression of like, oh, it's going to be co-op. I do, I did think, oh, I'm going to find other robots that I'm going to rescue or whatever, and they're going to join me in my mission. I mean... But uh, the one thing for me that really attracts to the title, <clears throat> kind of like Nathy was saying, is uh, I do want a kick-ass co-op game. Uh, mm-hmm. But actually, I find that even if a game isn't great, like the social interaction for me makes the game like tenfold better. Because yeah. what you will experience with another human while you're engaged with that content that's been carefully crafted is yeah. like unique. Uh, yeah. It's timed. In other words, it won't happen again. You know, if you played together again four months later, the same interactions wouldn't happen. Um, so for me, I think just having that door open, like yeah. Asgard's Wrath, can't play co-op. Stormland, you can. So for me, if I was like I, yeah. hanging between the two, I'd be like, if I've got a buddy. Hey, why don't we get together and play Stormland? I'm gonna have I a great time with that. with that. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like, it might yeah. even if it's a even if it's an inferior inferior game, if you were to compare the two, and I know you said they're pretty on even footing from the story. Um, having a friend in there is great, so I got to applaud yeah. them for that. Yeah, I, 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 I do. Like, I know in my earlier statement, I said you know I find the co-op a little bit like pointless, but I mean having someone in there of course is always a nice experience because mm-hmm. you can share what you have but what I mean with like that is kind of pointless is that there's no really rewarding system or like cooperative elements that make it worth it to be mm-hmm. playing co-op if I'm if I'm mm-hmm. talking yeah. about a co-op yeah. game I'm thinking for example Left 4 Dead I'm thinking Portal yeah. you know those kind of that are real yeah. co-op experiences because there's no way you can play those in a, as yeah. a yeah. single player uh, experience yeah. yeah no no I agree as long as it doesn't get frustrating I mean I played the Arizona Sunshine DLC with Mike but after a while, I do get bored of the, of the gameplay. And you can have as much fun with a friend uh, you want. But if the gameplay is frustrating, 
it takes mm. over the, the the actual you know social mm. experience you have it became a meme in our in our case you know, yes the, the yes we, we were just like what are we doing what are we but, doing with um, our lives so, so overall <laughs> I, I would say you know stormland a, a, an amazing game with some incredible core mechanics that i would love to experience more i think it's got a great solid six hour complaint campaign but it's kind of hampered by the lack of right in the end game content that would kind of be my final summary of of stormland yeah, i think that's a good one yeah um so yeah we've been rambling on for like two hours now <laughs> Um, so if you've got any questions, uh, now's it. the time. I'll sort of remind you of the show times quickly. Uh, so chuck your questions in the chat. It can be about Stormland or any of the other topics that we've discussed in this week's show so far. So uh, just a reminder, uh, this is a weekly uh, VR, AR, and MR talk show live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook, and on Twitch. You can also catch the show live in VR using Big Screen TV. I'll get in touch with the developers of Big Screen and find out what the deal is uh, this yeah. week with uh, what's going on there. Hopefully it'll be fixed for next week. Uh, the show goes live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, and 12 midday in Central US. Also check out the audio version, which is on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Oh, yeah. And and leave a like, too, on this <laughs> fine video. And good luck smash to all the, you. I won't be here next week. Like I'm going home uh, <clears throat> home to Ireland for a weekend, so uh, oh. yeah. you all have a good time without me. I don't know what you're going to talk about. I think it's VR Days, right? So I'll have to catch up on yeah, that. Yeah, VR Days, yeah. All the uh, great clickbait. <laughs> what are all <laughs> the secrets of VR Days? <laughs> Can't wait to see your thumbnail on that, maybe. Oh. It's going to yeah. be nice. All it's right. It's going to be interesting. All right. So... Uh, let me see. What do we have? What do we have? Uh, I love your two-hour uh, shows. You make my hour commute much better. Yeah, people have been saying that, actually. Something that we've taken on board. Although we did <laughs> initially want to go back to like an hour and 20 minutes, I think yeah, two it's... hours is actually working out it's... nowadays. Whoa, whoa, it's... But taking that board, so... Mike's like, we got to get back to one and, one and a half hours. The rest of us are like, nah. And, uh... it's, it's never going to happen anymore. It's, it's never like, going to happen anymore. Do you know why? Because people get so triggered nowadays on the topics that we're talking about. That's why we're here for reality. Seeing Nathie's little head, the veins in his head pop out and he's about to Even his hair starts like glowing. You see that? Like his ears glowing? As long as it flows two hours, then it's great. That's what Ray Pope says. Yeah, exactly. It'll be three hours next week. It's just, like, I totally, like, I understand why it's fun to listen for two hours, but it doesn't reflect our... I kind of like uh, Buck's Time. suggestion. We should do a 24-hour charity podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. What are we going to talk about? How I many would likes die. do we need, guys? I would die. 24,000. 24,000 <laughs> likes. We can do a 24-hour. I'll be sick that week. I can't. <laughs> like, I'm hosting that. Uh, uh, just need a month to prepare, right? So, yeah. Uh, not too many questions. One no. uh, Someone said... Um, uh, so D one three sixty VR said payday two new DLC does it work on VR? I don't know. Don't know if any of these gents know. Chat, do you I think know? Most I, I think usually it just uh, all the DLCs that they bring out just automatically work, right? Yeah. With, uh, e- even even the H three podcast DLC works in VR <laughs> that, that, that we bought <laughs> and then we didn't really do anything with it. Yes. Exactly. What does that mean? You can That's... play the characters from H three as masks? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah. You, you know, can play Ethan and no, Healer. Not, not as masks, as actual as the actual characters. Yeah, so is, is that our is that our end state then for this podcast? Is like <laughs> if we can get into some payday DLC at some point in the future, we've made it. We've we've yeah. made it exactly. Speaking uh, of making it, um, even though I abandoned Twitch really, and I only do two D stuff now over there, 
We have 96 followers on the Twitch platform. If there are four willing souls out there who'd like to bump us to 100, it'll make real Zim's bleeding heart feel a little bit better. Wow. Uh, Wow. Amazing. So Ray Pope is also asking uh, if uh, Stormland works. He says Stormlands as well. (laughs) Stormlands, if it's playable uh, with Revive. Yes. Yes. Uh, Actually, that was something I was going to mention. There is a patch now for Revive. Uh, I posted a link to the video guide which shows how to install the patch uh, on my Twitter. So if you go and check out my Twitter feed, I posted a little link to a YouTube video which shows you how to do it enable the, the patch on revive so then you can play it using the index or a vive headset or whatever yeah yeah okay um and then last but not least uh people want to know if we go to pax east pax east where is pax east boston. Uh, that's east. boston that's, that's the one what we did the last boston yeah one. so sorry i there are so many packs we do um, actually we did a we did a special episode of our podcast episode. from yeah we did, PAX we did. East, the last year that was well, i think it did. still is our most viewed video so it's yeah like, we're not that. sure if we're going to the next one or not, though. We have no idea. I don't know yet. We, we, it's February, it, isn't it? It's like if we get invited, we go. Um, if we don't get invited, we don't go. That's what it comes down to. Well surmised. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's uh, the show this week. Next week, we're going to be talking about Nathie's experience at VR Days, where he got hands-on with the Varo Juicy. Retina display headset and the new Pimax 28k headset Mm. uh, along with some amazing black friday deals and much much more so make sure you stay tuned for that until then have a great week in vr and we'll see you then bye-bye for now bye-bye see you i'm not pressing stop we're just gonna keep going 24 7